met once in a movie theater bathroom. Uh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's how I meet all the all my my uh, co-hosts and people on the network. We all meet in bathrooms, yeah, various places. Sunday morning screenings of weird David Lynch movies. <laughs> yeah, it's what you caught me in my usual weird. TJ needs to go see movies alone on Sunday morning routine. Like when I always go to the movies. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> I like every, almost every week. I it's with without fail. I go to the movies on Sunday morning, and I get really irritated if there's like a lot of people there. I once saw Get Out one time, and the theater was full, and it was like the worst day of my life. I was like, what the oh, hell? God. It's like ten o'clock. <laughs> what you people doing up? I shouldn't say you people. It was mostly black people. No. <laughs> I mean, get out, especially for that particular feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Oh, that's awesome, yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Well, we're all here. That's cool. I'm I'm getting a a great recording, so I think we're good to go. Oh, good. You didn't record the the you people story, right? Oh no, it, it's it's on there. It's uh, it's hot. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the opener. If that's if, well, if that's the worst thing I've ever said on the Mulhold Network, I'll be lucky. I, I, there's definitely been, <laughs> been some questionable content. In the past, I don't. I don't recommend anyone go back and listen to the old molehole shows from like seven years ago. Oh no, they are quote problematic to say the least. <laughs> but you know, it was a different time back then. You know, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, well, we're all here. Um, let me do the intro, and then we can kind of go like through i guess basically kind of talk about raw 25th anniversary if you guys both kind of watched that watched the whole thing <laughs> i yeah. did yeah just kind of yeah the first three hour raw i've watched in total in a long time right yeah same same here me too and then uh we'll go over like nxt and then the royal rumble card and that'll be it so awesome. I'll, I'll try to make it as short and painless as possible oh you're fine all right. You guys ready? Yep. Cool. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Retromania Retrospective Pro Wrestling Podcast, where we romanticize, fantasize, watch, and review your favorite or not-so-favorite storylines, matches, events, feuds from your sports entertainment fandom. Uh, I'm Kobe Nida, and right now I'm joined by a new hosting squad member, and as always, the forever hosting squad member. It's me. I'm, I can't. I can't pick up on your nonverbal cues, Cody. Kobe. <laughs> Cody. Cody. Man, this is off to a bad start. Do you want to take it from the top? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm back. I'm. We're. I'm, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, just put the lead out there. Like we're not in the same place. We're in three different places. No. No. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm used to like looking across the table. Uh, and like, usually Kobe will be like pointing at me and I'm like, Oh, that's where I say my name. This is, Hey guys, I'm Jimmy. And he means physically. He doesn't mean like in our lives, like we're all in three in different places in our lives, but physically we're in different places right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I did that terribly. So, okay. I'm going to point at Jimmy first. <laughs> And then, and then the newest member of the hosting squad is the uh, the 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 forerunner of Mohol Radio, basically. Yeah, the 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 Fuhrer of Mohol Radio, me. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, El Topo himself, uh, TJ Stamball. Pleasure to be here. Love your guys' show. Sweet. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah. I refuse to be a host, though. I'm, I'm just a meager guest, So, but uh, but it's a pleasure to be here. Well, we're get, we, we have plenty of shirts to give away. That's our running gig, so. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, we're here on a special phone call because I had to do it. Um, yeah. We had to talk wrestling. It's a big weekend. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, it's Royal Rumble weekend. You got NXT gearing up, and then you got Royal Rumble. Is this uh, the 30th Royal Rumble? Or no? I think it's, it's 29th. The, I think, I yeah, think it's, it's like, Yeah, 29th. Okay. Are either you, either of you going to that house show at the arena tonight? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Seems I wish like I could. a waste of time. I, but, I mean... I was, it, I was going to, but the tickets are the same price as a normal event. It's just like, I'm not spending like $60, $70 on a house show. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem... Doesn't seem... Yeah. Doesn't seem feasible. It, they probably jacked up the prices a little bit because they got old Brock on the card. Right. You can come out and, you know, squash Kane in 30 seconds. But, I mean, normally I'm a huge fan of house shows. They, you know, guys get more time and it's just, they kind of, you know, do their own thing and sometimes they'll try different stuff out. Um, but, yeah, this particular one I'm uh, not going to. And I think the ticket prices are, are, are a little bit high for them, too. Yeah, it's just like when the NXT came around and the ticket prices were absolutely insane. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know where WWE thinks these fans have all this money, but. I guess they sell, so I guess somebody has them. I don't know. Yeah, there's lots there's of credit some... card debt in the WWE universe. <laughs> it's it's the parents. I think it's the parents yeah. a lot. But yeah, there's some diehards out there. Um, yeah, it, it's surprising that Brock is going to be going at a house show before Royal Rumble. You know, in Baltimore, right? You know, <laughs> I wonder if Brock like woke up this morning is like. God, what what the fuck am I gonna? Why am I going to Baltimore tonight? Yeah, and he's like, I, "How many more months are on my contract?" Like <laughs> one, I think. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to bury the lead or get in too deep, but I will be happy once the Brock thing is done with. I I, I think like his whole bit is just how he's booked Uber Alice over everything. It's just I, it doesn't work, and oh, I yeah. also think it's tough because. For me, anyway, and I could be wrong, I doubt it, I think the entire reason that he's booked like this is solely so Roman Reigns can beat him, and that still won't get him over, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, so, n- nonetheless, you guys watched uh, Raw, the 25th anniversary? Notwithstanding. Not <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm sitting. And we're all probably sitting right now, right? I was yeah. late as I was watching it, tr- struggling not to fall asleep. Because three-hour brawls is just, God, they're awful. I know it's been, like, a long time since we didn't have two-hour brawls, but, like, I yearn for the past because these three-hour brawls are just tough. Me I don't too. know you guys, but oh, I, yeah. like we, before we started recording, this is, God, maybe the first... Raw I've watched in a long time where I sat there and watched it live for the full three hours because usually right. you know I'll, I'll DVR it and I'll kind of slide around and maybe watch it or listen to the recaps and if there's something interesting on it I'll, I'll just focus on that but watching yeah. the thing in totality is just a chore it's, it is it's... Yeah, absolutely I, I, I miss the days too just before they switched to three hours every week where they would like 
it would be two hours, but they would break out a three-hour episode, like, maybe on a quarterly basis, and it would be, like, a big deal. It'd be like, oh, Raw's three hours this week, and it was kind of cool. But, yeah, every single week is just, it's too much. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's just, it's just like, I, I, I think, like, if you broke it down to any other, like, television show, if you looked at Raw like a television show, like... At, at, like if if you made Breaking Bad every episode three hours long, like who the fuck is gonna watch that? Like it's just it's asking so much. Like WWE asks so much from fans. I mean, you know, you got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, an hour of NXT, uh, fifteen minutes of Two Hundred Five Live. I don't know. I haven't watched that show since we came on. <laughs> like twenty was, minutes. That, that was dead on that arrival. Match thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, where, it's it's oversaturation. Yeah, it really is. It's oversaturation of their product. Yeah. Um, it, it's and terrible. I think the goal, the goal is to take up as many hours as possible, so you, as a fan, have less time to check out New Japan, check out your, you know, your indies, whether they're, you know, on a national level or even your local indies. You know, they want to monopolize not just like not just the talent, but also like the fans' time, which is you know equal uh, to the fans' money. Yeah, that's an interesting. I never thought of that before, but yeah, that's a very good point. No, you're you're really you're really right. They they try to undercut their competition all the time, and that's been his game since the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy how they're doing it in a uh, social media network now, and yeah. that that mix match challenge, whatever. It's a fucking mouthful, but yeah, that was uh, that was hard to watch. Even though it was like Nakamura, the first match, and Balor and everything, but it was like, uh, it was nothing. Yeah. I haven't haven't watched it yet, Um, but I I like it. I like the concept of it. It sounds like they're not really giving it much time. Right. Now, and it's fun. Like, I, I. I watched. I watched. I didn't watch the one this week, but I watched the Nakamura, Natalia, uh, Finn, Sasha. And, you know, it was fun. They were kind of goofy and, like, I don't, I don't mind when they, like, take a break from, like, like if this is, quote, like, out of canon. Right. And it's kind of, like, that, that kind of stuff I'm fine with. And it seems like they're not, like you just said, like, they're not devoting a lot of time to it. So it's, like, it's fine. It's fine as, like, a little aside. It's a half um, hour a week. Yeah. And yeah. why not? Like, I don't know why you couldn't fit this on Raw. Like, it's right. not like... <laughs> right. like whatever like, exactly yeah. like you can't you and can't make it interactive out. for raw you know yeah why not like i it, i don't know like we're i'm sure as we as we talk we're gonna get into it but like so many of the wwe's decisions are so confusing and like what the hell are you thinking half the time right like i don't know i'm constantly saying that as i'm sure you guys are too it seems like a general sentiment amongst fans these days yeah Definitely is. Well, speaking of what the hell are they doing? Raw twenty five or whatever. Exactly. Yes. Oh my Lord. god. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, opening part where they featured a lot of people on there, uh, stars that I thought we would see. We didn't see Bret Hart. We didn't see Kevin Ash. We didn't see Hulk Hogan. Uh, we didn't see. I'm not surprised with Hogan. Yeah, that's yeah. that's okay with Hogan. Uh, I am surprised with the uh, Bret Hart and Kevin Nash, kind of. And Randy Orton, to an extent. Well, Nash was on his Twitter and said that he couldn't make the flight because he just had knee surgery. And, like, it was, like, uh, it too uh, uncomfortable for him to make the flight. <laughs> but, I mean, like, whatever. It's Kevin Nash. I'm yeah. sure he was just 
I ain't going to that fucking show. They put you on it. Right. Like, he'd be more apt to go to, like, a Magic Mike convention or something than Raw. It's like, like yeah. they, did, they didn't have Merlot in the, uh, in the yeah. catering, so I'm not going. I was surprised that uh, Foley wasn't on the show. I oh, was that's like, a good yeah. call, too. That was a big omission. Because, I mean, like, to me, I mean, I, I don't, we're all about the same age, give or take, but, like, Foley is a huge part of the Attitude Era for me. And, I mean, his yeah. title, when he won the belt on Raw, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it was, it was on Raw because yep. Nitro yeah. tried to win it. Yeah. That was, That's like, right. one yeah. of the biggest moments on Raw I can ever remember. I remember, like, freaking out when it happened because I was always a, a big Mick Foley mark. And him winning the belt was like a, a Super Bowl moment for me at home. So it was really interesting not to see him there on the show. It was. Good yeah. call on that. Um, yeah, I, and I'm not sure if, if he had, you know, he, I mean, he's going to have injury. <laughs> he's going to have some form of injury to deal with for the rest of his life. So I don't know if that was what his uh, case was. I think Brett had, is, had like, um, recently, I read he had like a, a shoulder surgery or something like that. And there was like, Something got screwed up, so he's got like this huge lawsuit. Matt, are you saying Brett screwed Brett? <laughs> Possibly. The good, the good surgeons up in Calgary screwed Brett this time, brother. Oh no! <laughs> this is at the operating table. I am open. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's put this bastard under the knife. <laughs> but it's Vince in a headset to the surgeon, oh my God. driving him oh. even more crazy. God, Vince, I love Vince. I've always said like I don't wish anybody death or anything, but I kind of want Vince to die just because all of the tell-all books about how <sighs> insane Vince is is going to be amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But oh I also God. think he's immortal and will never die because he's like 87 years old and he's he's like a brick shit house. I... <laughs> 72 or 74, I think. But yeah, 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 like he's huge. He looks like a damn Dragon Ball Z character when he takes his shirt off. <laughs> he's still Sorry, peaking playing, right now. I've been playing that game all day today, so that's like fresh on my mind. <laughs> that's awesome. It's fantastic. Yes, he he announced the uh, XFL rebirth in 2020. I, I still wonder if he's going to make it till then. Because that's a great idea, right? Yeah. He's, like, he's like, I guarantee I'll be alive by then. I was like waiting for him after that and be like, the XFL's returning with our sponsor, Crystal Pepsi. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, he's just um, double. He's doubling down on like these. Like, I don't know. I think this is like designed for and will be like eaten up by you know not to get too political but i think by like the same demographic that made uh donald trump president this is oh, yeah. for them well know, like, i mean i think it has i don't i don't mean for me like vince is a fascinating guy but i i think it's just he's obsessed with owning a popular or like a successful football franchise and this is like his biggest pet project and it's yeah. like oh absolutely and it was his biggest failure so he's it, that just it's been stuck in his craw for 20 years exactly um, we, he just can't the, get it out of his head yeah yeah exactly we and we had the 30 for 30 that came out a couple years ago and i think like that last year just last year last, okay yeah just last year I think that generated a lot of interest. Maybe like he mistook that for like people wanting the league to come back, but like 
people also are very interested in documentaries about the Titanic and like the Hindenburg <laughs> for the same reason. Yeah, thirty people love. love people love huge disasters, and I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember. I mean, I remember when that launched, and like no one had any faith in it then. Like everybody, what the hell is this? And then I, there was like big ratings for the first week, and then no one watched it. Like I, I think like two weeks later, you could get like a San Jose Demons jersey at Marshalls for like ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, man, I wish I still had that stuff. I'd still rock that stuff every day. No, those are probably going for like a hundred bucks on, uh, you know, wherever you find, yeah, eBay or whatever. Sorry, this is my fault. This is what I do to podcasts. I always get on these. No, I I love it. That's awesome that you're at least talking about it. I I mean, I I think, was there a team, the Predators or something or no? (laughs) Was there? No, I mean, I can't remember. I remember, wasn't there, there were Hitmen? I think there was the New York Hitmen. Okay. The lo- and then there were, I remember the demons. There was definitely the demons. Okay, the yeah. demons. Maybe that was it. My my uncle collected sports memorabilia, and he was like, I got a demon's helmet signed for you. Just because, like, he, he collected a lot of, like, big stuff. Like, you know, like, sure. like uh, top helmet. sports. But this was like, he was like, yeah, I'll just give this to you. I was like, okay. And I don't know what happened to it. So that's how oh, much I, I cared that. about it. Oh, man. <laughs> I wonder if the player signed signed the helmet in his like with his like nickname on the back of his jersey or his real name. I know, right? He hate me. Hate me. That should Rod be Roman Smart. Reigns. Rod Smart went on to uh, play for the Cowboys. I think he actually right? had a pretty he did. career. Yeah, he did. Went to the Super Bowl with the Panthers. Yeah, and what's his name? The guy that was like the the quarterback to whoever won the million dollar game or whatever. He went on to play for Pittsburgh for a few years, and he was pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There were some good guys that came out of there. Uh, there were some things that they innovated too for the NFL, like the uh, the rigging of the camera that strings across the field. Yeah, and I want to I want to hate them for that because now every goddamn presentation's got to use it, and it's like this is a kickoff. I can't tell where True. the hell they are on the field with you swooping <laughs> left or right. They got yeah. into the Kevin Dunn like editing. Uh- Unfortunately, they didn't pick up Kevin Dunn's music taste. Like, the NFL doesn't start off with saliva for five minutes. Like, <laughs> drowning pool or... Oh, I, I hate it. Man or some horseshit. That's good that they don't do that. Thank uh, God. Yeah. Saliva so got to eat, though, you know. <laughs> true, true, true. They got to get that WWE money. <laughs> I mean, they... Like, those new metal guys just sit by the phone waiting for a WWE pay-per-view. They're like, come on. I just listened to a conference call of uh, Triple H talking about NXT, and he was talking about uh, Code Orange or Blood Orange, whoever does the music for that. And he yeah. was like, he was like, yeah, and uh, it helps them, and it helps us, and it keeps their product alive, and ours as well. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. At least I will give it this to NXT. At least they're a little more hipper when it comes to the music. Because like Code Orange is pretty cool, and when uh, they played Alistair Black down, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, like I, I, I was into that. I was like, all right, this is pretty neat. Yeah. And generally speaking, like they're not cringy. They're not as cringy as WWE, who still, who still to this day is like, you know, SummerSlams brought to you by Rev Theory. It's like, what the fuck? Right. What, what is this? <laughs> RC Cola and Rev Theory. 
Kevin Dunn's iPod must be like the worst garbage you have ever heard in your life. Oh, God. He's like, I only like New Metal 1999 to like 2006. Yeah, there's this guy, I swear to God, like, there's this guy that works in my office who must be like Kevin Dunn's, like, buddy. Because he, when I ever go into his office, he's got, like, stain. You know how you can pick, like, a band and then they build a station around it? Yeah. It's like stained radio, disturbed radio, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, God. And then this guy's, you like metal, right? And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, what about this? And I was like, please don't, please, please just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anybody remember the, uh, I played this for a friend of mine because he totally forgot it even existed. But remember when Disturbed did the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme song? Oh, oh God, yes, yeah. I love it's it. Like, it's like, step up! Yeah, that was like the signifier of a skill turn, if I remember right. Didn't Hell, that? yeah. Uh, that, is like, that, is like the be- that is the best way to turn yourself heel is to come out to Disturbed. Oh yeah, I worked I worked with a construction company for like Baltimore City and we were riding around and the dude had like XM radio and Disturbed came on with that song and it was like a full like version of the song and had like two or three verses in it. And uh and I was like, "Hey, this is Stone Cold's theme song." And he's like, "Cool." Like, you fucking nerd. Careless. Yeah. yeah, I'm the nerd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the one who's listening to disturbed XM radio. Stop <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I, all right, so to to corral it back to Raw 25. Mm-hmm. So I had totally forgot that for a not so brief period, for a while, for an extended period, the intro song to Raw was a Nickelback song because they oh. kept playing. Oh. It's like those oh, dark times. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Coming up like, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The WWE, then, now, and forever, a horrible legacy of bad music. Then didn't they have um, uh, Papa Roach at one time? Yep, yep, yep. that was uh, that was like right, Was that, that was like mid-attitude era, I think, or maybe like after, right into ruthless, like, ruthless aggression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what do anyway, they? What I don't even know what they have now. Uh, it's that. Isn't it that tonight is the night? No, oh. that, I think that's, no, no. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that was the old one. There was like yeah, there was like a solid few years of just generic hip hop. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, somehow that's even more embarrassing than this. Because <laughs> yeah. if there's something that Kevin Dunn knows, Kevin Dunn and Vince knows is hip hop. <laughs> Random hip hop artist. Have you ever seen the Tuesday Night Titans where Vince Mc... Well, first of all, you need to watch all of the Tuesday Night uh, Titans things. Those are amazing. I've sampled a couple. There's a skit where Vince McMahon goes to, like, eat, like, Japanese with Mr. Fuji. And it's, like, it's supposed to be a bit, but I don't doubt at all that Vince McMahon has no idea what sushi is or, like, any kind of food. Because, like, (laughs) what is this? It's a sushi. Fish, like it's, it's, and I just imagine him listening to like like Shade FM or some like hip hop station. He's like, "This is what the kids listen to." <laughs> this is this him. Is cool. Yeah. Uh, sorry. All right, Raw twenty five, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Raw 25, uh, yeah, they open with all those characters, and then we um, <clears throat> we get into the, I guess, the most important part of the night for me was The Miz winning the IC Championship. Yeah, well, I mean, and it, it was actually, like, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like The Miz has really done, like, a 180 in the last two Love years it. for me. I oh, hated yeah. him, and now he's, like... He's a really good heel, and I don't know if it's just when your character clicks that much, your in-ring seems to be better, because he's still not, like, you know, he's not the greatest in-ring. He's not, you know, Kenta Kobashi in the ring or nothing, but right. I don't know. His matches, like, seem pretty good, and There's, I think when you when you lead Roman Reigns, you can get a good match out of him. True. And, yeah, none, none of his, his matches ever really disappoint. In a no. way, they're not necessarily the greatest, like you said, but right. uh, yeah, uh, I think he do- he has done himself a lot of justice over the last year. Absolutely. And I mean, he's doing the old school heel stuff that I think we get away from too much. Like, I even liked in this match how he won with the exposed turnbuckle that they didn't show right away. Like, I, I thought, like, wow, that's kind of refreshing. Like, they didn't oversell something. And I was yep. like, all right. Yeah, because normally when that happens, commentary is like on it, like right, like oh look at look what he did. I, I like I'm with you on that. I like uh, you know. Well, <laughs> two out of the three, Booker T's talking about something completely different, and <laughs> <laughs> of course, hey, you know, you know, he's he's my fave five. <laughs> hey, listen, he had the best reaction. So they had that women's match, which I think came, did they, was that the curtain puller? I think it was that like that women's elimination match. Yeah. 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 So like great Cole are going back and forth and they're like, so who, who would you, who was your pick for the, uh, the Royal rumble? You know, it's a pretty innocuous question. You can say like whatever you want. And you know, Graves and Cole gave their reactions and Booker T goes, you know, I just can't say yet. I'm undecided because there's still so many people that could, could like come forward and enter. I really can't make a decision right now. And then it's just like, with everything with Booker T, it's like two minutes of dead air because they're like, how the fuck are we supposed to talk about that? Just say something. Say fucking anybody. I think Natalia's going to win. I don't know. Just say something. Don't say you can't say anything, you moron. Like. <laughs> Did you guys know? I didn't know this. I found this out literally today. That Booker T was on a game show, like back in the early 2000s, and he couldn't name the month Thanksgiving took place in. No oh, way. Was that the weakest link? That was the weakest link. Yep. No yeah, fucking they had, way. They had, a, they had a bunch. Oh, you got to YouTube it, Kobe. They, they, it was like late Attitude Era, and they had like an entire panel. Do you remember the show, The Weakest Link? <laughs> Where there's yes. like, yes, of yeah, course. There's like yeah. eight of them, and you have to like answer questions, and you have to bank money as a team or whatever. Oh my um, god! Yeah, they had like all, all like Stone Cold was on there. I think Deborah was on there. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it, it, it's pretty. It's a good watch. Uh, yeah, legit couldn't couldn't come up with November. Uh, that's oh, Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. It's sad. And, what it and you know, you know my. My five favorite tops of uh, Thanksgiving is greens, beans, potatoes, potatoes, <laughs> rams, hams, you name it. That's my top oh, five, my fave five. You know, got mashed potatoes out there. I don't even know what else is going to be brought to the table. I just can't pick a favorite right now. <laughs> I can't make a decision right now. <laughs> I know it's in December, though. So, uh, one thing I, I think we skipped over. Stone really Cold. Cold. 
chronologically. Yeah. So, well, that was great. But that video package that they showed, I think, right after the intro of, like, all of the old moments are raw. And yeah, they showed... Yes. It was really sad, because, like, so many of the people they showed are dead. And it's just like, oh, yeah. man. It's such a bummer. It, it, yeah, but, it's, it's, it's hard to see that. Yeah, it's... I will say too that the uh, even though they didn't give them anything to do, like the uh, what's it called, the old uh, ECW arena, the Manhattan Center, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yes, the Hammerstein. Hammerstein Ballroom, well, it's, it's, it's the Manhattan Center. Oh, okay, it's, sorry. It's Hammerstein because the, the Manhattan Center is located in the same, like it's all, it's all in the same building on different floors. So I think the Manhattan Center is either above or below the Hammerstein. But yeah, they were in the Manhattan Center. Gotcha. That was awesome. That looked that like the way they. I wish they would do that more often. Like they had the old LED lights on the the, the ramp, and they did the ropes. Yeah. That looked cool. Shit, they had the Ico Pro sign up in the rafters. Like that was cool. Yeah, it was like a but less then, is more type deal. But then they did nothing with it. They did like those people <laughs> sat there and watched Raw for like that was it. Like what the hell was that even for? Yeah, there wasn't a good reaction to that either. I saw some videos. So. Oh, I don't yeah. wait. Sure, they spent a pretty penny to be there to watch Raw. Four hundred dollars is the number that was getting thrown around online all week. Four hundred dollars oh, tickets. God. Four hundred dollars to watch the Undertaker come out, ramble about some nonsense. Jeez. And you got to watch. You got to watch a broken Matt Hardy like Bray Wyatt match. Holy that shit! That was three minutes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that was the blow off match to their feud. No <laughs> way. I felt like that to me. It when was did like, they what? even start blowing us? I don't know, man. Oh my god, god, that what a what a like a mess in the waiting with broken Matt Hardy. Like let's let's bring this character over, and not do any of the fun stuff that why he got over other places. Yeah, let's just make him laugh. Okay, that'll work. It was terrible. Uh, let, let's go through through peak points of the of the raw and then we'll get into takeover and the Royal rumble. Um, stone cold came out and confronted Mr. McMahon and Shane McMahon. How was, yeah. how was that received by you guys? Uh, I, I love it. Oh, you go ahead. You got, it. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it, I felt, just like uh felt just like a kid watching it i I think he didn't say like a single word right he was just doing doing the stare the whole time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just like the timing of it it's like he like chemistry never dies and like he will always have great chemistry with both shane and vince so it was just it was the perfect way to start off the show could have been done in the manhattan center arguably but uh you know I, i thought it was great i loved it I think it would have been a better. I think. Well, I think I've, almost every segment would have been better in that smaller room. I think it would have right. been a lot more special to have Stone Cold show up in that tiny little space. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I love the segment. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, um, you know, at the time when Stone Cold was popular, I mean, I liked him, but I wasn't like the biggest Stone Cold fan. Same with but us. Since, but since, like, you know, he's done his podcast and you've gotten to know more of, like, who he actually is as a person, I think I'm a huge Stone Cold fan now. Right. Like, I think he's, like, a really decent guy and he's smart and he's he's a good interviewer. And I just, now I just, like, love seeing him and I just want to see him succeed even more. You know what I mean? He just, I, I think he's great. And, like you just said, with the chemistry between him and Vince is, to me, and, and I think our generation of wrestling fans, that is 
feud is as important as like the rise of Hulk Hogan to a generation before us. Like that that feud is everything. Like that feud basically propelled the WWE to what it is now. I think that, and it, it's special. You know, as much as I hate nostalgia and I get a little sick of it sometimes, like. <laughs> That's a genuinely fun moment. When that glass broke, I was just as happy as everybody in that that building. It, it's exciting. You yeah, crack anytime, a smile. Yeah, it's it's great. I wish he could wrestle like one more match. I know his spine's all fucked up, and he probably never will. But you know, it, it's always good to see him. It would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah, it is always good to see Stone Cold. It was. Um, it, it's one of those moments, like you said. Once the once the glass breaks, it's like ah. And you used to get that way with Hogan, kind of. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. when I was a kid, I did. I mean, you know, it, it's it's funny, right? It's like the opposite because <laughs> you loved Hogan when you didn't know who he was, and now that you learn who he is and he's like a big piece of shit, you're like, oh, he, he kind of sucks. I don't care about him anymore. So it's like Stone Cold is the exact opposite. Like his character is always a dick, and he was cool, but it's just like, yeah, whatever. But then yeah. you learn that he's like a really decent person and a good guy. You're like, oh yeah, that guy rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And his podcast is entertaining too. And the way he talks about the business and his love for the business, you can tell it's like he he is like he is the number one guy. He deserves on yeah. that 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 face on the Mount Rushmore, the forefront. Yeah. I I appreciate the fact that he's very self-effacing. I mean, he'll talk about old matches he was in and he's like, "Well, I was, you know, I was kind of being stubborn and I was in the wrong." And I I think it takes a big person <laughs> to do that, especially, especially in wrestling where egos yeah. are so huge. But he'll oh, yeah. he'll he'll sit there and say, you know, I I really should have done more. Or I was, you know, I like he talks about his heel turn and how it was all his idea, and he's like, well, it was a big mistake. Like I, I think that's rare, like I said, especially in wrestling, to be self-effacing. Agreed. Now, as far as his segment in this Raw, they should have ended the show with it and not opened it because. Right. I think nothing you couldn't. I mean, on paper, right? You know that's going to be the biggest biggest segment. And after that, like, everything was disappointing after that. Nothing came close. Nothing even got, uh, like, anywhere near as good as that opening segment. Yeah. Yeah. I would have actually reversed the beginning and the end. And I, I would think have you would reversed have a lot of this. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because that, that, a lot of segment, that ending segment was just, that was nothing. Yeah. That was nothing. Yeah. Uh, um yeah so yeah stone cold comes out gets the crowd all hot and then we lead off with uh oscar sasha banks bailey and mickey james mickey james defeating yeah. nia Jax, mandy rose sonia deville and alicia fox nothing with, match well and yeah and the thing that i didn't understand is so i didn't have a problem with the end of this match where oscar like clears out everybody and looks very dominant but to me if that was your direction like, why did you need to have this match be so long? This match went through two commercial breaks. Yeah. Like, yeah. why didn't you just make this a quick match if you're just going to have Oscar like, beat everybody up at the end? I, exactly. There's a lot of stuff on the show that felt rushed and a lot of stuff that, like, shouldn't have taken as long. Like, there's a lot of wasted time. Yeah. And I yeah, think this I, match is a good example of it. I, I listen to uh, – I'm sorry, guys. I listen to other podcasts besides yours. Um, but I listened to the post-wrestling podcast, and they said – and then I agree with it. They said that this show felt like it was written in a week where with all this extra talent and all these extra people coming in, they really should have had a team devoted to writing this for a while. So they'd right. have like 
better plan to know what they were doing. But instead, it seems all slapdash together. It so, does. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Yeah. And and, and no, no hate on post-wrestling. John and Wei do a great job. I love those guys. Um, uh, so next part is The Undertaker coming out with the whatever that was. What was that? I, I don't know. It's every Undertaker promo for the last decade. Like, he just rambles <laughs> You know, it's funny, like, everybody shits on Bray Wyatt because his promos don't make any sense, but, like, The Undertaker got a pass, but it's always like, hey, and then my point. came, and then uh, I came down, and I, like, <laughs> like, I just, yeah. Uh, and, and then, like, at the end, like, Jim Ross, I think, tried to make it, like, he's like, was that a threat? And I'm like, excuse me? Like, did you watch the same thing as I Because like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, yeah, there was... There was just so much talk going into this about, like, you know, are they going to set something up for Mania? Or is he finally going to say that he's retiring? And, like, just no, nothing got answered. And, like, you didn't, and that's fine. You didn't have to, like, necessarily answer everything or, like, lay out in stone a WrestleMania match. But, like, I think everybody was expecting a little bit more, like, a bigger moment. They wanted some sort of, like, face-to-face confrontation probably with Cena, but they could have, you know, they could have done something cool with Triple H or Shawn Michaels. They were in the building. I mean, they could have done any number of things, but yeah, just goes out there, talks for a few minutes, and that's it. I mean, it's cool. It it was awesome to see him in that venue, especially. Um, I did like the touch that, like, he wasn't wearing anything that he put down at the end of WrestleMania, like the jacket, hat, and gloves. Hmm. Yeah. None of that was there. I would have liked him to come out in his old fucking purple, purple gloves, purple, but like the old, like that's, old that's what I was hoping for too. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so maybe he goes through stages, but yeah, it was interesting with uh, whatever his promo was. I think it was directed towards Cena, though. He was talking about all the people that he put down, but they all need to rest in peace. But he didn't yeah. really name Cena because they never really had a match. I thought they just have a match. They Didn't did, it? but it wasn't. It was on SmackDown. It was nothing, or at a pay per view, I think. Yeah, and it was during the during his biker gimmick. Yeah, with with, uh, with more great music by Kid Rock and <laughs> oh, and the biscuit. It was a yeah. it was a twofer. And then uh, Jim Johnston got on the "You've Done It Now." Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, I think that's the best out of the bunch too. Like that, that that's not that bad of entrance music. So, like, here's the thing, and I think this is going to be a continuing theme of, of this show. So, like, you have the old you have the old guys coming back, and you still have, like, new guys. So why don't you have the old guys give the news, new guys kind of a rub? Right. And, not, and like, I, I could think of, like, a hundred different things to do. Like, you could have The Undertaker come out with, like, Finn Balor, because he's got kind of an evil, like, dark thing. Like, give some rambling nonsense about how you transferred your lightning powers to the demon or... Like have Alistair, have Alistair Black show up, or even Bray Wyatt. Like, I know they feuded, but, like, everybody in the WWE had a short memory, so who cares? No, no, yeah. like, but instead, like, or, or give it to Matt Hardy. Like, whatever. Like, Yeah, just in between that feud, it would have worked. Just do something, like, do something with these guys. Like, have some crossover. That's what people want. I mean, that's what I was hoping. We're, like, yeah, we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but... They had the the women come out like they were all going to the Hall of Fame, and they're just like, "Hey, wave!" And then they go away. Like, you know, why can't you have like a segment with the the new women talking to the old women in the back? I mean, I feel like it writes itself. Like, yep. yeah, especially know. with the Rumble coming up. Yeah, let's... yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's, it's terrible. 
baffling. Baffling. Let's get into the, the, the next even, segment. Like, yeah, what is the... Oh, was it the goddamn card game that went on for, like, two hours? Mm-hmm. And then they introduced the... Uh, the, the, um, uh, the Miz and Roman Reigns match was next. Uh, yeah. Tentatively on the list. Um, can't forget... I can't remember if the card game be- came before that or after. The best thing about the card game is that Matt Hardy showed up. This guy just got <laughs> off of, like, shoulder surgery... What do you got for me tonight, guys? Oh, you just stand in the background of a card game. Like, oh, wonderful. This is a great utilization of my talent. J- Jeff Hardy, you mean? Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeff. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting to see him right in the background. And you're like, yeah, yeah. like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's about... all he's used for. You know. What about that segment? I don't know if, if, if I'm way off in the timeline. Kobe, let me know if I am. But um, the uh, segment in Kurt Angle's office where all the old managers... Terrible. Terrible. I loved it. I loved it because because we got an appearance from Harvey Whippleman. And Brother Love. Brother Love got like a huge reaction. I was like, what the hell? People love the love. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was good. I think I marked out for Whippleman more than anything. Yeah, it was fun to see him. Um, yeah, so then we got The Miz and, uh, Roman Reigns, and that match was good, like we said, um... It was pretty good. Scroll-crushing finale, Miz wins, one, two, three, new champion. And then after that, we get the general manager section. Did you guys notice that the only person to get booed was Johnny Ace? I was just like... (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Like, they're like, John Laurinaitis, and it was like, Boo! Nobody <laughs> like, likes wow. him. Yeah. That was crazy. I'm like sitting there like, this guy created the Ace Crusher. Like, you gotta, you gotta give him a little respect. Right. There's not a lot of old school Japanese fans out there. It's just that, that 2012 run as general manager that's still fresh in everybody's memory. So I was like, I thought it was hilarious because everybody else is getting, you know, like, mixed cheers or whatever but like he got flat out booed <laughs> yeah God damn. I'm, I'm watching old a age uh all japan pro wrestling and it's like the oh. tag um stuff going through the tag division and oh, johnny like ace this. is is like you know he's a faction with uh terry gordy and um yeah, yeah. and nice. stan hansen and it, oh my god it's awesome that they're, yeah. they're they're like you know the gaijin crushers you know like those are those are like memories that like so few few of us have gotten a chance to check out but they're so great like and such a like a a different style you know what i mean like if you i i was watching like old g1s from like the friggin like i think like the 80s and you're watching like uh who the hell was it it was like ted DiBiase or something and he's doing like the the work he's doing in these matches is like wait a second this is like an 80s wrestler like it just doesn't compute they like comes over here and he does you know chin locks and arm drags and over there he's doing insecurities and like her karatas like what in the world like it just doesn't make any sense right they were so far ahead of us just like with tvs exactly yeah especially back then too because i mean even like then it was it was so much more difficult uh for fans to get a hold of that stuff so like they could get away with like working that style here because you know i would say 
90, 95% of the American fan base just wasn't exposed to that at all. Exactly. Oh, it, it, like, I would even go higher, probably 98. I mean, like, I, I didn't see old Japanese stuff until I was in, like, my late teens, and that's thanks to, like, bootleg wrestling tapes at comic book conventions yep. and stuff, so. It, it's just yeah. as, re- as of recently, like, the last five years for me. Yeah, I'm 30, so it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. And I've heard about it, but I never had the access. I never knew how to get it. And, um, yeah, it's different going through, like, not knowing who is who either. So now that the the wrestling fan base kind of gives you, like, information of, of, like, Musawa or Kobashi or, like, you get the information behind it and you're like, okay, now I want to check out some of their matches. Yeah, exactly. I, I like uh, it's it's just it's it's one of those things where you know you sound like an old man, but like kids these days they don't understand how good they have it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have yeah. access to so much stuff, and it's so easy to get. You know, it didn't oh, yeah. used to be that way. Yeah, I used to get pissed off all the time. I still do when people bitch about the network. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like just as like from like a perspective of like somebody who like bought like untold amounts of wrestling DVDs like oh, for same. years. And, like, would, like, shell out 50 bucks for a pay-per-view, like, on a fairly, like, you know, regular basis. And it's just, like, now you get all that for 10 bucks a month and people still are like, eh, the new stuff, the new content's kind of shitty. And I'm like, well, come oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, like, back in the day, like, try to get something old. Like, you got to go yeah. to the video store and hope that they have, like, a copy Long of SummerSlam 93 or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. anyway. Kids. So, so... <laughs> Goddamn kids. Uh, speaking of kids, uh, Kurt Angle's kid, Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins come out next on Raw, and they're um, on the Peep Show with Christian, which is a weird yeah. segment to air for the Raw 25th. Great, another great use of an old talent. Like, oh, let's bring back his friggin' like, uh, Piper's Pit thing. Like, everybody remembers that. <laughs> that was, like, a memorable thing. Like, ugh. Yeah. Why? Why? Dear God, why? Not the biggest fan of that at all. No. Yeah, so the bar comes out, and that's Cesaro and Sheamus, and they crash that, and uh, that's leading up to the tag team match coming up on Sunday, which we'll talk about quickly. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, that squash match that we were talking about. What the hell was that? I have no idea. What the hell has this feud been? Like, this thing has been going on for, like, a month, and I feel like there's no movement, like, anywhere. Yeah. Like, it, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't – I understand I, – I mean, I understand them signing the Hardy Boys on pretty much the strength of the broken Matt Hardy character because it was, like, the biggest thing for a while. Everybody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. The whole, like – what the hell was that? The final deletion thing was pretty incredible. I understand signing him for that, but then when you actually get the rights to use that character, this is how you use him. It's almost like, I mean, I, I you know, I, obviously I'm just speculating, but it's almost like another thing where Vince just bought it just to squash it into right. nothing, right? To yeah. undercut the competition. Yeah, yeah and I mean, not that kind of competition. TNA, TNA, I can't wait to watch TNA's <laughs> original programming on Twitch. Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. No, to, un- to undercut anything creative, to own it yeah. in a way, and it's it's really sad because I mean, th- like if you watch like Matt Hardy's YouTube and stuff, like he's still doing things. It feels like on the outside, like doing his own thing. 
But, like, incorporate some of that into the show. Like, I, I think a character like his would be really fun. Like, something different and weird. And, I mean, you've already got one character that's, like, picking up buses and schools and houses and all that <laughs> shit. Like, just have another character that's just, like, a crazy comic book character. Like, why not? I don't know. I, I, I don't like I, I don't see anything wrong with being diverse, like in having a wide array of weird characters. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that Broken Matt Hardy could be huge, and it's just it's almost like they won't let him be huge. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I sort of echo what both you guys are saying. I do think once, um, I mean, Jeff Hardy made the appearance in the card game, but I think. Uh, once he's back into the fold as brother Nero, this feud might get a kick in the ass. Um, but yeah, so far it's just like, well, well, like you just you just hear Vince being like, well, goddamn it, they're both crazy. Just let them go out there and be crazy together. Let them um, be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I haven't haven't done much with it. I, I'm still holding out hope. I don't think we've seen the last of it, and I do Hopefully. think it can get better. I mean, is there a bigger charisma vacuum than Bray Wyatt? I feel like every feud he's in, just like he just destroys anything. And I don't, I don't necessarily fault him. I don't think he's a terrible yeah. performer. I think it's the production. I think, that, I think yeah. it's the booking. Exactly, I agree with both of you. I think, I just think he's not booked correctly. He's supposed to be this scary force, but he always loses. Exactly. And it's just like I don't I don't know what how I'm supposed to take this character seriously. Like I think he delivers what they give him well, but it's just like he's the same old bullshit time and time again. Like I don't yeah. I don't know what he's supposed to be be or why I should care. Yeah. yeah. He's never won a feud. Um and, and and not only that, like I think he would be okay, like a lot of a lot of good heels have gone through their careers, you know, consistently losing feuds and like, you know, maintain like a level of success i think right. the, the main problem uh and what you what you alluded to was the uh just the same pattern is like you know it's just the same the same thing ever again like he cuts a spooky promo interrupts somebody you know and they you know will have like three good matches bray won the first one and then the other guy won the next two and it's just you know rinse and repeat um, they need to do something like big uh to to freshen that up yeah definitely uh, yeah, I think yeah. it came close with his feud with Randy last year. Like I thought, I was really liking it, and I think they sort of jumped the shark with the whole house burning thing. But him and Randy were having, you know, they were gaining some momentum, and there was that whole thing with Luke Harper where there was, you know, dissension. Like that was the last time for me that Bray was was really interesting. Yeah, it's always hot and yeah, cold and with I, him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always it's always sandwiched with some stupid ass gimmick. I mean, that House of Horrors match was a fucking nightmare. Like, yeah. not in a fun way. <laughs> and you had the match had like LED bugs on the mat. It's like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Like at WrestleMania, no less. Dude, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. Um, yeah, they they like you said they 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 side saddle him with this like gimmick shit. And uh, he can't come up with anything else, and then it's lackluster feuds. Um, yep. A vacuum. Yeah, charisma vacuum. <laughs> just sucks everything into it. And I wonder what the hell they're gonna do next with um I, with Matt now. I I don't know. I mean, maybe they bring in Jeff and they do the brother Nero thing. I feel like before Jeff got hurt, though, they were grooming him to maybe have a singles run. So. Right. I, I, who knows? Like, it will, we'll all just have to wait and see. I don't know what they're going to do with Matt or Bray. 
and I hate to say it, I don't really care. Like, the less they're on TV, send them back to NXT. Maybe they can do something down there. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Uh, the next segment is John Cena and Elias. Not yeah. Elias Sampson, just Elias. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elias, yeah. Elias is awesome until he starts wrestling. Like, I love him. I love that him playing guitar and... Uh, that guitar sounded so shitty. I was like, "Why the fuck does that guitar sound so bad?" And then I, then when he Elka Bong Cena, I was like, "Well, I guess they have to hollow it out, and make it all like gimmicked." So that's probably why it sounded so weird. Right. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. Uh, same sentiment. It's like once he gets into the ring, it's like it's nothing. Yeah, it's just it's a one kept, note, one note yeah. thing, just like his gimmick. You know. Yeah. He, he, to me, is like a, uh, you know I, know, I know a lot of people love him, but he's like a Bobby Roode, where, like, he just has that kind of old-school style that I just don't think plays anymore. Like, no. I, I don't think you can have a guy that knows, like, four moves, like Roman Reigns, when you've got guys like AJ Styles and Seth Rollins that can do, like, they're like video game characters. They can do, like, any move imaginable. Yeah, like, they can go on the fly. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it just, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I mean, like... I would say Cena used to be in that category, but, like, he really stepped his game up in ring-wise. Like, that feud with, with Kevin Owens, like, they were breaking everything out. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Cena's, like like The Miz, actually, Cena's a guy that I have totally turned a corner on. Like, I think he's fantastic. I think people that boo him now are assholes. Like, True. I love Cena. I, I think he's the best. True. Yeah, Jimmy, absolutely. any thoughts from Elias and uh, Cena segment? Yeah, I thought I thought it was cool for what it was. I mean, I I think the coolest thing Elias, you know, with Elias on the show was Jericho showing up and ring. Yeah, that was, I mean to see him uh, on WWE programming, you know, while he's in the midst of a New Japan run, that's just that's that's cool. That's cool shit to me. I was waiting for Naito to show up. <laughs> I know, right? uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, so it was, it was like your standard like Cena, you know, start of a Cena feud where like somebody comes up, and, you know, they'll beat him up, and it's sort of like that that same thing with Bray Wyatt, sort of like repeated booking, um, and, and it makes and I'm sad inside because I know this was Samoa Joe's spot, and even though yeah. it was a brief television feud, I still I still wanted to see that you know Joe versus Cena match, and hopefully we'll still get to see it at some point, but just really bad timing with the injury. Yeah, 100% agree. I will say there was one bit in this segment that I thought was hilarious, where I forget what the audience was reacting to, but they started chanting asshole, (laughs) and John Cena, without skipping a beat, goes, you guys are right, Apple, the big Apple. I thought that was so goddamn funny, like, I just, it was great, I I loved it. He's got his wit, his comedy wit is uh, is up, yeah. like I said, he is the best, and people that boo him now, just, I don't even, I think they're just being obstinate. He's so great. Yeah, he's a great entertainer. Um, I think this is just another way to feed John Cena before he can get maybe a 17th uh, victory or for the championship, you know? You think they're going to give him the belt one more time? <laughs> I, they got to, man. He He's, he's solidified the all- charisma the all white meat baby face wwe what fucking vince mcmahon like comes to 
you know? Oh, well, who, who does he take the belt from, though? Does he, like... That's a good you question. Because here's the thing. This is the way I look at it. You're going to keep the belt on Brock till WrestleMania. It's going to be Brock, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, right? Like, I feel like it's a foregone conclusion. It might not be, but that's what I think. Could be. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Reigns gets the belt. I mean, do you take... Does I guess Reigns could lose the belt to somebody and then Cena takes it from him. And then you set up another Reigns-Cena program, which Reigns will win again. And then, I, I don't know. Who knows? I'm operating under the assumption that WWE won't just give up on Roman Reigns because they haven't yet. No, so. it's been like four or five years running. Uh, yeah, it's. Been, I, it's been and I, I actually feel bad for Roman Reigns because I don't think he's awful. I just think that his push is awful. Like he doesn't deserve what he's getting. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, and it's it's what they stalemate people with in their move set and what they can do in the ring too. I yeah. I know I know Leaky and Roman Reigns can do more in the ring. Yeah. Uh they just they just kind of like uh they kind of neuter everybody in the ring in WWE. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. All right, so next up we get the Heath Slater and Rhino segment with uh Titus Worldwide. And oh, that was terrible. another multi-segment match that shouldn't have gone. <laughs> like Titus, it should have been. Uh, Titus Worldwide is like the deadest, deadest bit in Dead Town. Like it's so awful. Yeah, and they just keep throwing more people in the in the grave because now they got like Dana Brooke in there. It's just like oh, I'll pile another one into that hole. Yeah, like, she seemed promising. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, someone commented in a wrestling group that I'm in on Facebook. They said uh, Dana Brooke in the Apollo Crews and Titus Worldwide situation looks like Black dot com. <laughs> so I took it upon myself to screen cap that and put a Brazers logo in the uh, corner. I, uh, I I disagree with that because if it was a like black.com, I would be very interested because that is one of my preferred sites. I'll have you know. <laughs> I mean, Dan Brooke is sexy as hell. Oh, yeah, big fan. Um, is there a person more misused than Apollo Crews? That guy is I amazing. Know. Terrible. Like, it's so I should have stayed in NXT. That guy would be running NXT now if he was down there. Like, Agreed. And then, I don't know. When they called him up, I was like, really? Like, that, already? Like, too soon. It was too soon. Yeah, he was a victim of the brand split because that's, that's when he got called up and it was just, it was way too soon. Yeah, and, he, and they never, like, and it's still his problem. Like, he doesn't have a character. Like, what the hell is Apollo Cruz's character? I couldn't tell you. It's nothing. And I think, like, he's a guy that would have benefited from being down in NXT for, like, a couple years and then, like, developed his character. But I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Now they stuck him with, with Titus, and it's just like, oh, Christ. I, you know, this is a totally off-topic, what I'd love to do the most, but you know that, like, weird thing that Titus, that, uh, Titus does with his hands, and he starts... Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> so there's a guy <laughs> in my office. Like, so that, that that's a uh, Omega... I forget the whole thing, but it's, it's a sorority, right? Or not a sorority, a fraternity, a black okay. fraternity. Okay. So there's this guy at my work that, like... Anytime, so it's like the biggest black fraternity in the country. So like thousands of people are members. But like anytime he finds out that like somebody's his fraternity brother, he acts like they're the, they're his best friend. I'm like, this is like like like, he, like Shaquille O'Neal is an Omega. Like he's like uh, Titus. Is. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal's my frat brother. It's like, he doesn't have any clue as to who you are. Like, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It up. It's like, you, like, I'm on PSN, and so is uh, Sammy Sosa. So Sammy Sosa's my buddy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is the weirdest celebrity pool that just came to my That was the first famous person I could think of. Is that why he's bleaching his skin? Yeah, he looks fucking weird. He looks like a, he looks like he literally saw a ghost. <laughs> and it was him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he saw the ghost of Sammy Sosa from the past. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. Maybe he just saw he saw a picture of himself when he was in an Orioles uniform, and oh god, it's not. Oh, oh, it hurts. That just you had to go there. It's not my team. <laughs> him and Vladimir Guerrero. We should oh. just do a Sad Boys Orioles podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah, oh, I'd be a part of that. <laughs> so they have that stupid segment on Raw where it's uh, you can hardly see Heath Slater was cheating in the uh, poker game with <sighs> the APA and Jeff Hardy, as you mentioned. And... MVP! MVP! They paid MVP to be here to no, be in a poker game. Million Dollar f- Man, too. I mean, that one's okay. Like, that one was the only one where I was like, that's kind of fun. Like, I, I don't know. I, the Million Dollar Man's one of those characters that's, like, very special to my youth. I don't know. I always loved it. The whole gimmick of his character was just so great to me. Yeah. Like, I, I love that, that he was there. It's just a waste of his time. He could have been in a better uh-oh. segment, I think. I totally agree. Did you guys know that the Million Dollar Man was originally the character that Vince wanted for himself? Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know that. I, I didn't learn that until recently. I was like, that's fascinating. Yeah, great podcast that um, uh, Brother Love does. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's his real name? Terry Pritchard? Nah, Tom Pritchard. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard. Or Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Bruce Pritchard. Wow. Tom Pritchard, just somebody else. Tom his Pritchard brother, his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Tom Pritchard. Trainer as well. So, yeah, yeah we get yeah. That, that tag segment after the fail of the cheating card game with... Uh, Slater and Rhino, and then um, 3D come out. Uh, that's the Dudley Boys, and they do the 3D on the table. I guess they're going into the Hall of Fame this year. That's, yeah, and that's fine. But talk about another segment that should have been in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Who is more? Who like the the ECW used to run that room all the time? Right? Like, yep. Like, how, right. why is Dudley's not there? Like, the Dudley's should be yelling at somebody about their mom sucking dick and stuff. Like, that's what they used to do. <laughs> yep. Like, come on. Like, like it, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, so then, uh, it was great. And I still go back and watch that because it's innovative and at least entertaining. That is so much fun. So much fun. And, like, just over the top and ridiculous. And, like... It shoehorned in actually good wrestling too once in a while. Exactly. Yeah. On uh, the 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 audience, I think is a big uh, element of that as well. Yeah, I mean, I I remember I went to ECW shows in in Philly in like '96, I guess. Wow. I mean, it was it was an incredible experience. Like it, it, it's like nothing else. It felt more like being at like a rock concert than being at a wrestling event. You know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. It was a once in a lifetime thing. I mean. I'd say that ROH shows feel like that a little bit, but not not the same. Like it felt like you were part of something like a lot, like a lot more. It's a lot different than it is now. Like it felt like you were in, in the underground. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. 
It was really yeah. Cool. Ring of Honor definitely. Uh, when I, I my back in 2006, I went to is when I started going, and that there was definitely that feel back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. Okay, moving along in the um, Manhattan Center, it's Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeating the Revival. Okay. And, and, and of course, so this spot, it featured the click coming out first, right? Yeah, of course. So, okay, here's, I think, the biggest misuse of talent on the entire show. Mm. So last week, the, the Revival, whom I love who I think are great. I, really, I love their whole bit, and I think they're fantastic. They cut this promo about how legends suck, and like they're going to kick, if, if the legends show up, they're going to kick their ass. And conventional thinking, a, as a wrestling fan, because we've all watched wrestling a million times for a million years, y'all know that that's just fodder for the New Age Outlaws and the Click to come out and beat them up. Yep. But I propose this. How great would it have been if the Revival just beat the shit out of the New Age Outlaws? Right. Like, they come out to, like, celebrate, and the Revival, like, beat the fuck out of them. And, I mean, you don't have to do, like, any crazy moves. Like, you can just have, like, a schmozzy kind of... Have them laid you know, out. Down. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't that have been awesome? And wouldn't yeah. that be a great springboard for the Revival? Like, oh, these guys them, don't yeah. care about anything. Like, I would have loved that. Of course. It would have it would have uh, bumped up the... Um, uh, the rivalry with Doc and uh, Anderson, you know, it would have yeah. bumped up everything. Uh, but yeah, of course, no, they go the route of, sure, I'll take everybody's finisher. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God damn it. And you know, when you got to take X Pac's finisher, that's just insult to injury right there. <laughs> yeah. like, Make some noise. Make some noise. I mean, <laughs> I was an X Pac fan until, yeah, I guess the X Pac suck. Yeah. sucks started uh that was like i guess 2000 2001 but yeah until yeah. then i was a big xbox fan one two three kid fan but i never i just didn't understand the name like what the hell is x Pac? like i don't i don't know <laughs> true like i, I will say this like tupac but extreme you know <laughs> um the one thing uh, that video package that we talked about for the that opened the show I, I always, uh, I forgot how awkward the pin looked when he pinned Razor Ramon, because it just looks like two men 69 each other. Oh, like, yeah. He's like humping looking. his yeah. face. Yeah, and like the head movement from one, two, three, it's just like, <laughs> one, it's a classic moment, two. and it should be, but it's like awkward as hell to, to like look at. Well, didn't he give himself like a concussion doing that too? Yeah, like, I, Moon yeah something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bashes anyway. his head. But yeah. it was cool to see him get that moment. You know, he he deserves it. And the, you know, the fans rightfully chanting one, two, three. That that was cool as shit. Yes. Yeah, that was. And I also like that uh, Triple H, uh, you know, said the names of China and Rick Rude, especially China, because yeah, that... you know, there hasn't been much mention of her even in her even since her passing. Um, like, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. So that was cool, that... and I think. I think uh, the club and DX really clicked. Yeah, uh, I think they did too. I just, I just don't like the Finn Balor smiley motion. Yeah, uh, or the smiley movement, as I call it. I don't know what it is. Smile club. He's just like, he he needs to either turn heel or do something. Like it's just, it's not working. Like the he's just like, hey, 
yeah. you know what I, this I, is. To me, like Finn Balor, when he comes out that leather jacket, he just looks like a stripper. Maybe I'm like projecting too much <laughs> of my own desires onto TV, but I'm just like, I don't really know what you're doing here. Like, I love the guy. He's like talented as hell. He's got a great look. Again, there's the stripper thing coming out, leaking through my pores. But like, he's just he needs to like you just said he needs to do like something. We need something out of him. Right. Tim and team, teaming him with Gallows and Anderson is a good start. Yes. Which is Definitely. something they should have done a long time ago. Yeah. Because I think now, I mean, if you build them up right, I mean, they could be a rival to the Shield, and that could be a lot of fun. Like, I don't know. You, you, there's a lot you could do because Gallows and Anderson are great, and they don't use them at all right now. So. Yeah. 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 So then the uh, last part, we got the Universal Champion. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Kane, they all, like, brawled. So, uh, how was how was that received well, they, by you guys? They brought all the legends out, too, first, which was, like, half the locker room, which was, like, so weird and unnecessary. Well, I thought to myself, okay, typical Raw go-home show, they're going to have everybody brawl in the ring and separate them, you know? Yeah. And everybody's going to have, like, a pseudo-rumble. And then the last man will be someone who's not going to fucking win it. And he's throwing everybody over the top rope. Yeah. That didn't happen at all. No, no. And you, you didn't even get the obligatory, like, how are they going to get Kane over the top rope? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they say every time. Yeah. But, uh, I don't understand how they did all the crazy Braun stuff, like him flipping a truck and all that crap. Like... Why didn't they do that this week? Why did they do that the week before? Like, isn't that more of like, don't you want to save your big moments for your go home shows? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and who is who is yearning for Kane to be in this match anyway? Like, I I don't understand how. Like, no one gives a shit. Kane's in this match. I you know the only thing that would get me to like Kane in this match is if he went back to corporate Kane because I thought he was hilarious in those bits. I like yeah, that corporate too. Kane's great. Corporate Very underrated. I think people voting for him in real life should be worried. Like he, he's more focused on this wrestling than he is for uh, for running for mayor. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't know. I I, I have like it's funny because today I was I was again I've been playing video games literally the entire day, but I was I was on my PlayStation and they have the little icon for the network and it's got Royal Rumble and it has uh, those three guys it's got Kane Strowman and uh, oh. and Brock. I totally forgot that this was the main event of Royal Rumble. Like, I had completely... And I just watched this show on Monday. Like, so, it it should be fresh in my mind. And I totally forgot that it's the main event. And I'm like, oh, yikes. Like, uh, at least I can go to bed early, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Not the best ending to a 25th anniversary. I think they could have ended it with uh, uh, the moment of, like, John Cena or Undertaker, if that would have been booked better or written better. Um, yeah. Or like have oh, yeah the have, Austin moment yeah of course or you know like you got you got like so here's here's what would have been nice just as a like a picture moment to have in the ring make some excuse to have Brock Cena and Austin all in the ring at the same time right. like that would have been and I mean they don't have to be fighting or everything just have them in the ring at the same time for like a photo that would be cool that'd be a cool little like thing to end your show on like I I don't know I think like. WWE loves to act like they care about history and tradition, and I think in a lot of ways they get stuck in it in the worst ways. 
but in simple ways that would make fans connect to it, they just swing and miss every single time. And it's just like, it, these are easy ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You I just know. came up with that in a second. And yeah. that was just booking the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Nazi uh, the champions. Yeah. Again, maybe I'm just projecting what I think inside too much, but no, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, so yeah, that that segment was weak. Everything was on that raw. I think I would give if I rated it on a scale of one to five, I would give that like a two and a half, because the okay. the moments that were two and a half were the nostalgia moments and yeah. the the IC championship match. Uh, yeah, but I, everything else was kind of just like, yeah. It was just totally forgettable. Like, right. I, I, I give them a lot of credit because they built up this show like it was something important. Like, I made a, I made arrangements, basically, so I could watch this show. Like, I was kind of excited for the show. And then once it was over, it's just like, well, that was totally forgettable. Like, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't need to watch this at all. I could have just done what I usually do for all, you know? Right. Yeah. But. Jimmy? Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I would agree. Like I, I like haven't watched like like we said we haven't watched live a live raw in, in a long time. I haven't either. Um, I like went out of my way to like make sure like I like had time to watch it. I like wanted to watch it live, so like I did a free trial of like the live Hulu. Um, and like yeah, I mean I'm glad I watched it, and I, like I, I would give it like probably like three out of five just because like every little minute detail of the Manhattan Center had me marking out right. Like, everything from like just like the solid like old school like royal blue uh posts and like ring steps and like the fact that the refs were wearing the old blue shirts yeah that was cool that was a good um i want that led wwe sign in my house somewhere like i (laughs) god i love that it just that was pretty close to the old like uh neon like walk like walk entrance way that they used to have and i've always said that that if i won the lottery the first thing i would buy is that old entrance way I, like I would, that. I would contact the archive and be like, "Look, I, I need this, I need this in my home because that so was just that such mean, a part of my childhood." Does that mean somebody has to pay, play like an entrance music when they enter your house? Oh, I, they better. That'd be yeah, awesome. Oh, totally. <laughs> and it better be disturbed. Stamp Q Finkel coming down the aisle, which that was another cool, cool moment. The fact that Finkel brought Taker out. Yeah, that was nice. They didn't show Finkel on TV. You couldn't have given him oh, one character. Like, Jesus Christ. They hate him that much. They'll do that. They are so petty and weird. Yeah. Also, while, while we're talking about that and weird shit, they brought out Lillian Garcia as, like, part of the, like, old women. Like, what? Like, what What did she have to do with the women's division back then? Like, I was an oh, announcer. Yeah. yeah, they brought her out to stand there, and then they put a microphone in her hand because she did the announcement at the end of it so it was was weird it was super weird also like no ivory which who i i thought was pretty cool back in the day like a lot of like yeah i had a lot of misses like no lita which i thought was strange that was super weird yeah you'd think works with the company so i don't i don't know yeah you'd think i it's moonsault thong queen or even like, and I know we just mentioned it, but like a little retrospective for China would have been good because I mean she was a huge part of the Attitude Era and Raw. Like, have like a little memoriam for like two seconds. Like, true. I don't know. True. Yeah. At least she was mentioned. Like Jimmy said, that was uh, that was a good note from Triple H. Yeah. Like, you could see he was like, he was like, yeah, they helped because they did. Yeah. 
And then, you know, I well, I think, like, we all can agree on this. I think that we all just want Triple H to run WWE because he seems like a guy that gets it, like, continuously. He seems like a guy that understands what people want, and that's why NXT is so great. So, yeah. yeah. I just gave you an excellent segue. I agree. Yeah, NXT <laughs> TakeOver. That's what's up next. It's the, uh, where the fuck are they? Philadelphia. Philly. So, oh, man, I wanted to be there. What what are, yeah. what stadium or what place is this? Uh, I don't know because yeah, I forget which venue they're running. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that the where's the Royal Rumble? Yeah, uh, that, that's Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo so it, building because that building's not huge. I don't think like not for indoor. I don't yeah, know. you know what? They, I, it probably I think it is at Wells Fargo because that's what they've done the past few um, NXT like you know for the Big Four. They'll they'll yeah. run the run the bigger you know so yeah that's that's probably where they're yeah so uh i i am looking it up uh shit. i got the card here in front of me if you want me to yeah we can run down the card i was just looking to see where the hell it was uh, okay to cool. make sure it was at the um most fargo center but anyhow yeah so uh tonight it's uh nxt takeover philadelphia you guys gonna watch it absolutely Yes, I'm getting ready for it. We got uh, basically an hour and a half almost. Yeah, I'm close, yeah. I, yeah, I, I got a little bit of travel to do, so I'm not going to catch the whole thing live, but I'm definitely going to watch as much of it as possible. Nice. I, the funny thing for me is that every every big pay-per-view now, every one of the big four, it's it's not a whether it's not whether or not the NXT show is going to be better than it. It's just how much better is it going to be than it. You know what I mean? Like the last TakeOver show, I think was so incredible. Like that war games match was unbelievable. So like, fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that entire card was great. And then the one before that was really good. Like they just, I don't know if I can ever remember a takeover being a dud. Like they always bring it like it. Yeah. No, they've know. been good. They've been good. All of them all the way through. Um, yeah, definitely the, even the championship last match with, um, um, Drew McIntyre and Andrade. And- that was a great well, match. I think that was nice. underrated. Yeah, and it's nice to see Andrade actually get something to do. Like, it feels like he actually has, you know, that that's kind of a, a good, uh, like, that's a lot like the Apollo Crews thing, right? Like, Andrade was kind of floundering because he didn't really have a character. Now they slide in, uh, I forget her name, Austin Aries' wife, and now it's like he's, like, totally revived, and mm-hmm. he, feels like a, he feels like a fleshed-out character. And the in-ring was always good. But now you actually have a character to go with that great in ring. I mean, he did, he did like an inverted DDT I've never seen before, and it was just like that was so incredible to watch. Like, and I, I, you know, I, I think like I think everybody, every wrestling fan goes through this period. But there's like a dark patch for me with WWE where where I stopped watching wrestling, mm-hmm. and Drew McIntyre falls in that category. Like, I don't know anything about this guy, and I know a lot of people from. Old WD were kind of negative on him, but his two big NXT matches have impressed me. Like I thought he was—he's been really good. He stepped his game up in the last year um, or two by yeah. going to NXT, but definitely uh, I think was overrated and was—I I liked him when he first came out with Vince calling him the chosen one. Uh, that's when that's he was first. That's just a kiss of death. Yeah, but that was the kiss of death, like you said, Jimmy. Uh, and he had some okay matches. His finisher was awesome. That future shock, he always had that finisher. Um, yeah, I like that. But yeah, like you said, it's just 
he's got to show more. He's injured, so it it sucks that he's uh, he's he's held back right now. But yeah, uh, great showing nonetheless. But let's go through the card. Let's uh, the first match that just got announced: Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream. So Velveteen Dream just got just got beat by Johnny Gargano last week because they they decided one more time to go for a number one contender match. And that was a good match between Gargano and Velveteen Dream. Um, It's a loss I don't think hurts him very much. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Jimmy, any thoughts? Uh, I think this one could definitely steal the show just because, like, I've, I've got nothing but good. I've, I've always been a huge Cassius Ono fan, and, like, I've, I've dug all the stuff he's done since he came back to NXT. Like, I love that he's, like, seems to be, like, at his most, like, comfortable right now. Like, he's, like, you know, he's not worried about being in, like, that top shape that they were trying to get him to be in on his first NXT run. Like, right. he is what he is, and that's what they brought him back for. And he's just kicking ass. And um, Velveteen Dream is like so so good and has just like unlimited potential in my opinion so i think these two are gonna go if they get if they get 10 minutes it could steal the show um i do think i've got i think uh velveteen is gonna get the win uh, especially coming off the loss to gargano uh to sort of give him some more esteem but uh i'm looking forward to this one a lot i'm psyched that it got added to the card i agree tj yeah yeah, absolutely. The only thing I don't like about Cassius Ono is that whack ass basketball jersey he wears. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, just let him. The Space Jam jersey. What the fuck is that? But uh, yeah. no, I like him a lot. He's like a like Chris Hero, fucking Cassius Ono, whatever. He's like a Roy Nelson. Like, if you guys watch UFC at all, or yeah. he's like this big fat guy that has like amazing conditioning that I just don't understand. Like, I don't know how that works. Um, and. It, he's in a in a role now in NXT that I, I at first I was like kind of against it because I feel like he's a big talent and he's basically just given this role where everyone's going to beat him. But I don't know. He's going to get good matches out of people, and now I think it's kind of a good idea. Like he's almost like an he's like a Pete Rose, right? He's like right. an in ring. He's like an in ring coach. Like he's, he's the gatekeeper. Cause, exactly. Cause that, that that uh Ono match that he had uh last takeover with that big weird looking guy. Yeah. Uh, name he Lars. looks like a, he, a yep. fucking uh moros had the best line about him he said that he looked like a jack kirby drawing come to life which i was like that <laughs> but um no I, I think that this match will be amazing I, I i really like uh velveteen dream i mean that match with uh alistair black was just i mean yeah. that's that that's a classic right there i mean that was amazing yep. so yeah, the more Velveteen Dream, uh, the better. And I hope that – I think this is going to put him already – like, he's already on the rise. And I think, like, a, a win here is going to do a lot more good for him than anything else. Because now you can really put him in the title picture easily, I think, with another win. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Jimmy, what's the next match? Uh, up next, we have in an Extreme Rules match, which we don't get – you don't get very – well – I guess we've been getting more gimmicks in NXT lately, but uh, Extreme Rules, we have Adam Cole, baby, versus uh, Aleister Black. This is going to be a fucking barn burner. Yeah. yeah. Adam Cole, a lot more talented than his brother, Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one has potential to steal the show as well. Um, oh. They're definitely going to push Al- Aleister. I think he needs the win. Um, but Adam Cole can always be a strong heel and come back and chase the title. So, 
or chase for the title if Alistair is going in that direction. So we can see. I don't know. Yeah. What, like, and I don't know, maybe he's going towards the title or maybe he leapfrogs the title because Alistair Black is going to be a superstar. True. If, I, if I'm making a, making a pick here, if we're doing picks, I think Cole's going to go over with some interference from uh, uh, Riley and Fish. Okay. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I, I yeah I agree I think it's gonna be I think he that Cole's gonna win with a dirty finish but maybe not I don't know I I think like you guys just said Alistair Black is a superstar like it, he it put him on the main roster like yeah. tomorrow the yeah. only problem is the WWE is terrible with those kind of gimmicks so like I worry he gets on the main roster and they just make him a joke I don't know yeah they like don't Ray know Wyatt. how to do subtlety they don't know how to do it right it's like they used to. And it was almost as like it's because they were scared to. Um, yeah. Now they have all the freedom in the world, and it's like fuck, uh, they're over killing it or something. Like Sister Abigail, that was that was so whack. Oh, I still no. Come on, I really hope that Bray Wyatt comes down and wrestles in a dress. Yeah. I really, I I want that so bad because it's so terrible. But like, if you're gonna be bad, you might as well be the worst you can possibly be. <laughs> True. We were like one like weird disease outbreak away from that happening too. Like that was booked. That was going to happen. And then like, what was the disease that everybody came down with back in like the November? Mumps, the mumps or yeah, or, it was yeah. it was weird. It was whatever it was that gave us Kurt Angle with the Shield and uh, AJ versus Finn. But yeah, that was like he was that was he was Sister Abigail. He was going to come out. Uh, that would have been interesting. I, we'll see. You know, I I hope they bring it back. I really do. Like I just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this this whole black match though is going to be incredible and like I just think that between the two of them they're so creative and like I, I think that they're going to come up with some really fun spots I, I, I can't wait like this is a match of the night for me already like I I I uh, adore I and I, I wasn't familiar with Tommy End like his previous character before Same he came in I, I wasn't I only knew him by people talking about him. I never saw any of his matches in like the UK scene, yep. but I love him. Like he's my yep. favorite. Like, and he's also the only wrestler with good tattoos, which is weird. Like yeah. he's, he's got a bunch of very good tattoos and like, it's almost should disqualify him. Like they should be, wait a minute. Where's your, where's your tribal armband? Like you don't got enough skulls on your arm. Get out of here, kid. Yeah. I love the Japanese demon skull. He's uh, also from Holland, which is like a country that you forget people are from. Right, and he's he's, <laughs> he's a very humble human being as well. So I, that's that's rare. A, that's rare to see in the wrestling business. I'm a huge fan. I love his style. I love his strikes. Like, I have a special place in my heart for guys that can do like really good kicks. Like, mm-hmm. I just I love him. I think mm-hmm. he's I, he's amazing. I agree. Uh, I, when I saw him in the UK tournament, I was like, ooh. This guy's nice. Yeah, uh, and of course they repackaged him into something even better. Yeah, he's he's and uh, this is a aside for me, big surprise. I created a character named Alistair Black in WWE 2K15. I still have the character oh, saved nice. somewhere. But he, really? awesome. he looks nothing like this, but yeah, his name is Alistair Black. It's spelled B L A C. But I always thought that was funny. They stole That's my character. Awesome. They saw it on the DLC. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had, like, the best laugh. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but anyway. So the other matches, uh, 
NXT Tag Team Championship, the Undisputed Era versus the Authors of Pain. This one looks yeah. like a great one, too. I, you know, I don't know about the Authors of Pain. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not sold on them? I, no. I, think, I think they're hit or miss, too. Uh, it depends sure. on who, are the, who they're wrestling. Exactly. And they're good. Like, they were good in that War Games match. Like, they're good if you pull attention away from them. Right. Like, I don't yeah. think they can have a match on their own unless they're fighting, like, big dudes. Like, I know that they just signed a War Machine. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they signed specifically to wrestle these guys. Yeah. Like, I, I think them fighting smaller guys just doesn't work. Like, because I don't think the other smaller guys can really work with them. But I don't know. That's just me. I love... Uh, uh, what, what are they calling themselves? Not Red Dragon anymore, but uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Era. Yeah, Fish and O'Reilly are great. So I, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Jimmy, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of echo uh, what TJ was saying there. I think I think uh, Undisputed Era is going to go over. Authors of Pain may or may not stick around to welcome War Machine to uh, the NXT scene. I think that would be awesome. I've heard a lot of rumors about them making their way to the main roster soon too. So. Um, I think one way or the other, Red Dragon's going over, and I I, I definitely agree with the uh, what T, what TJ was saying about like when you hide you know sort of some of their some of their shortcomings in the ring and like multi man matches like they had the triple threat match that was really good and then the war games match like that that's like the highlights of their right. uh, run in NXT so but I mean regardless I think it'll be good uh, it'll be a good match and I think um, Undisputed Eric continues on with the belts I agree. I think that- I think we're all anticipating when they get to the main roster, the Authors of Pain Bludgeon Brothers feud. I think we're all... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait going. for that one. That's going to put butts in seats. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> so the other match on the card, uh, Jimmy, it's... What's that? What, what's next? We have the NXT Women's title, uh, Ember Moon, uh, uh, defending against uh, Shayna... Uh, Baszler? Yeah. Is it, is it Baszler or Basler? Shayna Baszler. Baszler, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, uh, she's actually, her and Baron Corbin are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey. Never seen them in the same, same building. <laughs> together, have No. <laughs> I think this will be an okay match. Um, the women's division right now in NXT has suffered since Oscar left, but um, yeah, uh, and I think Ember Moon not having the victory over Oscar just doesn't help. Uh, even her being champion, so I think Shayna's going to take this, and then the chase will be on. That's a better I way to so tell too. a story. Yeah, I um. I actually think, like, I, I agree with you guys that the, the Oscar thing hurts a little bit, but I think Ember's really coming to her own. And I think they have a lot of strong performers. I think uh, Peyton Royce is really good. I, I love Nikki Cross. I wish they would do more with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, 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 for a little while, I thought they were going to do a thing where they gave, they gave Sanity the tag titles. It would have been cool to have them be, like, the dominant faction where you got Eric mm-hmm. Young with the Eric Young, the champion, Nikki Cross, the women's champion, and then I forget the other two guys' names. They might the still hold champion. off for that. I mean, that would be fun, and I think Nikki Cross is, is fantastic. But uh, anyway, this match will be good. I, I thought that Shayna Baszler, she looked really good in that women's tournament. I, I like her style. Like I, I, I mean, 
she she's got she looks like a fighter to right. say the least, which is interesting. <laughs> I mean, she looks like a model. Um, so I think this will be fun. This will be an interesting clash of styles. It's definitely a big proving ground for Baszler because she doesn't, you know what I mean? She hasn't really done much. Yeah. So. I think this is this is going to be a very big spotlight on her. So I I don't know. I'm, I they these women matches in NXT always surprise me at how good they are. Like no matter who's in the match, again, like I sound like a broken record, but I feel like they rise to the occasion time and time again. Agreed. Yep. Um, I th- I think uh, Triple H is really high on Shayna Baszler too. Yeah. Uh, as she, as hearing him from the press conference. Up. That's what he likes. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the look that he likes. I don't know how, how did they not sign Tony Storm, but they t- they signed Shayna Baszler. Like I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so yeah, it it'll be interesting this match, regardless. Um, so then the main event NXT Championship. It's Andrade Cien Almas, the original Tranquilo, versus Johnny Wrestling. Gargano, hometown boy. Yeah, well, not hometown, but yeah, Philly's oh, very. Is he from I didn't know that. Uh, he's either from like he might not be from Philly. He might be from Ohio. Yeah, he's from uh, Cleveland. Now that I think of it, uh, but he what? yeah wrestled. Yeah, you know, he came up with like CZW. So he's you know local uh, regional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Say, if he's from Philly, then you know he's gonna lose because there's nothing WWE loves to do more <laughs> than make people lose in their hometown. Uh, go ahead with predictions, uh, Jimmy. Start off. Uh, so I think everybody's waiting on uh, you know, the elephant in the room being uh, Tommaso Ciampa yep. and when he's going to make his return. I think it's going to happen tonight. I don't okay. think he's going to. I think they're going to put the belt on Gargano. I think they're going to do the quick switch. I think um, Andrade, for for all his talent, might end up being a transitional champion. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't think Ciampa is going to cost Gargano the match, but I do think Ciampa is going to come out and just lay him the fuck out immediately yeah. after the match. Kind of do a uh, uh, sort of homage to uh, Kevin Owens when he uh, took out Sami Zayn after he got his big baby face uh, uh, victory with the NXT title. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Uh, TJ, your thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, I I feel the same way. I think Gargano is a, 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 a sure bet. Like I, I think the whole the whole storyline up to this match is that he's like not ready and not worthy of the title shot. I feel like any time that that's your setup for the match, like you're just you're just telling me that he's gonna win, right? Like, yeah. And and Unless I mean, it's Daniel Bryan. Like, no, I mean, the, well, yeah. <laughs> I think that Johnny Gargano is is a he's another guy that's like a surefire star. Like I think he's got a lot of charisma. He's great in ring. Mm-hmm. Like I think that he's a, a shoe in to be a great champion. And I think that you have a built in program with with Champa. Um, the only thing is is once CN loses, like I don't know what you do with him. Maybe I guess you could have him feud with Velveteen Dream, but then he's gonna lose. Like. I don't know. I, I feel yeah. kind of bad at the same. Like I kind of want CN to win, but I think like if you if you make Gargano lose, you've kind of turned him into a geek. So it's a it's kind of a weird situation you're in right now. Like I don't, I'm not sure what I I think Gargano needs to win, but I feel bad for almost at the same time. I think in a way they've shoehorned themselves with NXT, kind of, um, <laughs> because it's like, do you either go up or go down? Um, and it's hard right. to go down in NXT. Um, right. right. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think I I 
have the same sentiment. Uh, Johnny Gargano needs to win this. But the like you said, the elephant in the room is Tommaso. And I've been waiting for that. I think he's healed already. So it's either it's tonight he cost him the title, which could be interesting as well. Because that'll keep Johnny strong. Um, or he he attacks him after the title win. But yeah, either way, they got to meet. Yeah, and I, I also think, like, we talked earlier about um, Adam Cole. Like, I feel like he needs to be in this title picture. Right. So that would lead you me to believe that you got to have a face champion because you can't have Adam Cole wrestle. Like, Adam Cole almost, like, what the hell is that? Like, no one's yeah. getting under yeah. So, no. yeah, true. True. Um, or they could just have, like, a four-man battle royal. Or, that might not be. You know, another thing that, that I should throw out there is that NXT is really creative, so like they are the opposite of WWE. So they might come up with an interesting way to make, you know, this title picture more flattened out and make more sense. You know, they, mm-hmm. they do come up with some interesting ideas. So who knows? Um, thinking of creative ways to get to the title, let's go with the oldest way to get to the title. I guess is the WWE Royal Rumble. Um, we got. 2018. Yeah. This will be the 29th. So NXT, oh, yeah. Yeah. This will be the 20... 29th. Did we determine that it's 29th? Uh, the first one was in uh, 1988. So. <laughs> so this will be the 30th, I guess. Okay, then this is the 30th Royal Rumble. God, I was seven years old. Jesus. I was uh, one. <laughs> yeah, I'm very old. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, let's let's quickly let me just go over the past two years of Royal Rumble real quick. So the first match from uh, Royal Rumble 2016 was Swagger and Mark Henry defeating the Ascension, Damian Sandow, um, Darren Young, and the Dudley Boys, which is like what the fuck was going on then. Um, then, yeah, then next was the last man standing IC championship. Uh, Dean Ambrose defeated Kevin Owens. Which that was, was a good one. Nice to see that where they're at now. Yeah, I remember that match. Uh, then New Day, the champions at the time, defeated the Usos. That was heel New Day, wasn't it? Yes. Like, that was before they were really themselves yet, I think. Yep, yep. And Usos still kind of building themselves. They were still in the face paint gimmick, I think. Oh yeah, they've man have they they've definitely another yet another team that's done like such great work for themselves. Like, because I love them now. I, yeah, I think they're... yeah. The U.S. Championship, uh, Kalisto defeated ADR uh, Alberto Del Rio, becoming the new U.S. Champion. Oh fuck! So... I totally forgot he came back to the. T- I forgot he was in the WWE at all. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting at that time? That was like right, like oh, yeah, League of Nations lead, lead, leading up to that. Oh, that's right. And they had that weird, like, Mexican-American thing. Oh, God. Yep. God, that was a year ago? Jesus, yep. that was like a decade ago. Oh, no, two years ago, 2016. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, it's still, though. It's, it seems like that happened, like, forever ago. Yeah, and then you have uh, Charlotte, the Divas champion, defeating Becky Lynch. Which is that's them both coming from like the NXT, you know, uh, this women's revolution. So that was the big, uh, the big 
groundbreaking moment right there, I guess, for them. And then yeah, and I remember at the time being upset that it wasn't Sasha Banks, but right, gonna... right. Um, then you have Triple H winning the Rumble, last eliminating Dean Ambrose. So that was an interesting year at the time. Uh, Triple H going on to be the champion as well. That was when the Rumble was decided for the WWF WWE Championship when there was just one title. Yeah, I remember uh, you know seeing Triple H coming in. You could see that that swerve a mile away. Uh, yeah, but number felt, thirty. Yeah, but it was necessary, and it like it it, it was wasn't the worst thing. I think like I, I love that Roman got eliminated second to last, so it was down to him and Dean. Um, and him and Dean had like a trem- tremendous uh, closing. I loved uh, it. That match. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat. I thought Dean might get it, and I think like when if you have like a good like last five minutes of the Rumble that can save the entire match. Like I think of like 2012 when it came down to Sheamus and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like 2012 was like not the best year. Like that was the year that all the commentators uh, got into the Rumble and all that. But like. Sheamus and Jericho were the last two and they just like went at it for like a solid five or six minutes and you know it could could have gone either way and it was like I think a good ending can save a rumble and I think this was another example of that I agree yeah, no, I definitely agree with that yeah and and even their match at the uh, like roadblock next month yeah that was fun too that was a fun match yeah all right talk so about mo- a, talk about a character that they've buried in the dust of Dean Ambrose exactly. like that guy was so fucking hot and then they're just like nope like, that's why I like to go over like the past two years to just look yeah. back because they do like to kind of like tell storylines uh, across a uh, arc of like three years usually um, that's what they're known for at least uh, in my mind but yeah so we'll see what they can do I know Dean Ambrose is out right now but they still gotta play up the shield is so. he still out? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be out for a while. Yep. Uh so Royal Rumble twenty seventeen, this is last January. The opening match was Naomi, Nikki Bella, and Becky Lynch defeating Alexa, Mickey, James returning, and Natalia. That was a barn burner that yeah. one. Whew. I remember that one. No, I don't at all. Uh, yeah. Then next, uh, the tag champions Luke Gallows and Carl um, Anderson defeating the Bar before they were the Bar, and it was uh, yeah. Sheamus and uh, Cesaro losing the that titles. Was, that was back when they were in that like they hate each other, but they're a tag team thing. Yeah. Interesting yeah. to see how far they've come in a year. I kind of like them now. Like, right? I think their taxi is actually pretty great. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, then the next match was Nia Jax squashing Sasha Banks. Yeah, no surprise there. But, yeah. We'll see how yeah. they do in the Rumble. They haven't really focused on any woman's storylines com- leading up to this event, really. Yeah. It seems like a drop. A missed opportunity. The only the only real tease that we got was that that... That Oscar thing—that's the only build they've given this whole rumble. Yep. Yep. Uh, next match was the uh, other women's title. It was Charlotte defending against Bailey and beating Bailey, which Bailey just has crumbled since coming from NXT. Yeah, another character just like like talked about with Ambrose, like another character that was like made for superstardom, like came over from NXT. 
as soon as they announced her name, like huge pops and then just nothing. Like they've yep. just done nothing with her. Yeah. It sucks. Cause like that's a character that's like a surefire baby face. Like she's appealing to kids. That's something they don't really do well. And it's like, it's perfect. And they still fuck it up. Like it's amazing. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then the next one was Kevin Owens, uh, defending the universal championship against Roman Reigns in a Shark Tank match with Jericho hanging, which was <laughs> I remember that <laughs> ridiculous. It was awful. Yeah, I, I think Jericho could reach his entire body outside of the cage, so it didn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wasn't even what is it? Yeah, what, what was the purpose? It was to sell a toy. Really? Yeah, exactly. It's like a new, a new uh, Jack's Pacific ring that they can sell. It, it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, the next match was Cena defending against or beating Styles to become the 16-time champion. So it's yeah. interesting that it's a year later and now he's in the Rumble and he hasn't had a story kind of since. Yeah, but he's also been off TV a lot because he's doing that. Transformers movie and stuff, so I, I kind of understand why he's been like less around. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gl- I'm glad they didn't do the whole like rock storyline where he's like, I'm a movie star, I'm too good to wrestle. That's why I'm not around. like. Thank God they didn't re- hash that. Class. Yeah, that 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 would have been the worst. Man. How good was this match though? Oh, it was, it was, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, like in a, like I think they had like three three or four matches all together and like each one was better than the, than the last and this was just like amazing. Like this was them like taking a stab at like, you know, that like that new Japan formula of like just an epic epic match and I it was it was great. I loved every second of it. I also loved that this this rumble uh was at the um Alamo Dome. That mm-hmm. gave it a cool feel. Yeah, especially was, for this match. It was 20 years, yeah. Only problem I have with those epic Cena matches and you could say the same same complaint with his series against Owens with his series against AJ. They'll do these amazing moves like like uh I can't remember off the top of my head with the Cena ma- AJ match, but I remember with the Owens match like Owens did like a key crash off the top rope and it's like that doesn't win the match, but like an AA and a five knuckle shuffle, uh, or not an F five, whatever the fuck that Cena. No, you're right. Is. Yeah, like that ends the match. But after, like, it just I, I know Out it's nowhere. Yeah. Off, but it's like it's kind of silly. Like you do this mat, this move off the top rope that looks like it would murder anyone. You kick yeah. out of that, but you know this move that you do every week that that gets the pinfall. Like. Right. Just give me like one match where you got you win from something other than your finisher. It would be so shocking. Like people wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Their heads would explode. Oh yeah, that's what they used to do in the nineties. It would switch it up, you know. Yeah, I mean they do it in Japan all the time. Like right. guys bring out new finishers in Japan, like all the fucking time. And, and that awesome. builds towards the story of the match that of the guy that you're going with. You have to have like a counter, or you have to build a submission hold against him. And again, yeah. this isn't this isn't a complicated story setup. It's a very easy thing to do. Like, exactly. Anyway, sorry. No, uh, it's it's all good. Uh, Orton wins the Rumble, last eliminating Reigns. Ugh. What a weird time. Do you guys remember? I don't know where you guys were when this was on, but I remember the room I was in when fucking Roman Reigns got called. Because <laughs> we're all waiting for somebody fun or like a cool entrance. <laughs> And it's Roman Reigns, and everybody's just like, "What the fuck?" Like Roman yeah. Reigns. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. 
and then then Randy Orton wins. Just like, come on, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just such a letdown. And then that led to that awful match between him and Brock, where Brock busted his head open hard way for reasons I don't oh. know. Yeah, um, that was terrible. Yeah. Why, why, to this day, like, why? Like, we're going to elbow you in the head until you start bleeding. That seems safe. Like, Get, get some blood. Let's get any. let's get some viewers on the network. Damn it! Yeah, that was that was uncomfortable to watch. You we'll think... let you, but we'll let you elbow somebody in the head until they bleed. Like what? Yeah. The fuck? We should do that for Mulhall. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we already bleed on the show. You just can't see it. We're we're constantly bleeding. Like on movie the podcast. Like as we're watching these movies, we're just slicing our heads open. <laughs> Like, you can only watch, you can only watch so many, you can watch the King Arthur movie, like, so many times before you're just like, I can't take this anymore, and just start slicing your head open, at least it's fun that one. Alright, let's move on to the main topic here, it's the Royal Rumble 2018, the first match I think that will be featured, I guess, is, uh, I will go up the card, the least to the, the least favorable to the highest favorable or mentionable. Uh, Rollins and Jordan against the bar for yeah. the tag team titles. What do you think about that? Um, I don't care about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> like I really don't. I hope the bar wins. Cause I, 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 uh, I am a diehard hashtag Seamus section fan. Like I, I, I think Seamus is so underrated. Me too. I think, I think the guy is a good worker and I love his style and like, yeah, his, Kim, his gimmick is stupid but like i love him and i think him with cesaro is a great pairing and i just we need to break up seth rollins and, and jason jordan because they're they're not helping either one of them aren't helping each other and you can put rollins back in, in solo work because he's great yeah i think jordan jordan with i don't know what you need to do with him but he could be good i think he's a talented guy i think they honestly between him and gable i think they picked the wrong horse but that's just me so Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a very high interest level for this match. I mean, all four guys are, are very, very talented, and I'm sure they'll put on a good match. Um, the conventional wisdom leads me to think that, like, Jordan will do something that costs them the match, or, like, he'll inadvertently, you know, hit Rollins or something like that, because I think they are going to split up, and I think the two of them are possibly, probably going to work at Mania against each other, which could be fun. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you could look at it as a waste of a Seth Rollins match, but maybe they make something out of it. Maybe, I mean, I'm, I, I like to I like to be optimistic yeah. uh, when it comes to wrestling, but uh, that's that's where I think this is all heading. So I think I think the bar is going to win in a decent match. It'd be interesting. I, I know that we always t- we've been talking about like missed opportunities and what the fuck decisions, but like, who thought it was a good idea to break up American Alpha, who had right. a great a great attitude, a great energy with the crowd. Like, no, we need this guy, Jason Jordan, to be a singles wrestler. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Like, why not Why not give them a few months? Like, give them a title run and then break them up. Like, why did you uh, waste that? I think I you know. could have carried on the storyline of Jason Jordan being Kurt Angle's son with Gable as his partner. And he's, 100%. And Gable's kind of carrying him. Um, that could build both of them at the same time. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was cut too short. Uh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better because I think they both kind of look like Kurt Angle. <laughs> you do a double swerve. You do a double swerve where the DNA t- test comes back six and it's months Gable. later. Actually, Gable. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's they're awesome. Both, no, no, no. They're both the brothers. They, they find out that they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're twins. <laughs> this is my first T-shirt. Jordan and Gable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then the next match is the Usos against Gable and Benjamin in a two out of three falls. So Usos are known for two out of three falls matches. Um, this will be a nice one. I think the Usos got to take this one. Yeah, agreed. But I don't know. There, yeah, there's that, uh, a little bit of trouble that was it Jay or Jimmy? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, one of them got a DUI. I don't know. I could see it going either way. I, I'm picking uh, World's Greatest Tag Team 2.0. Nice. But, uh, oh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be a fun match. I mean, maybe they need to give them something because that's another like nothing team that like I don't know like what they are. The heel. Yeah, like, I think I think they need it more than they need the belts more than the Usos do at this point. Yeah, it's just the most random fucking tag team ever, though. I mean, well, I I, it, it, I know the purpose of it, but it's just like. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, I'm not it's, a fan. It's, it's patented WWE, right? It's just like we uh, we traded in your one black collegiate wrestler, <laughs> another black collegiate wrestler. Like you know, we got to we went to the pound and got you a new jazz man. Like what the like yeah. WWE is like they, they they just do this stupid shit. Like like every time you know, like both commentary teams or all three commentary teams have to have like the one black guy. Like it's like. Do things that are like so obviously weird and kind of racist. It's just like, guys, yeah. like, back up a second. Like, look at the optics of what you do once in a while, please. You remember Baron Saxton? Well, this oh, is uh, this is Percy Pringle, or who, who's the other guy? Percy. Uh, uh, Percy, Percy Watson. Percy Watson. He, yeah. He makes Booker T look like I don't even know, like a, like a profound world speaker. Like that guy is terrible. He's like, I'm happy to be here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm happy to be here too, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I might. Well, I don't know if I'm happy yet. I gotta wait till the rest of the card to see before I make my final decision. <laughs> Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. And you know I'm giving something away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, Jimmy, your thoughts? Uh, thoughts on uh, the pairing of. Um, Usos, Gable, Gable and Benjamin. I know you love them. Yeah, I, like I, 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 I think it'll be good. Uh, I think Gable and Benjamin are going to win. As far as Gable and Benjamin being together, like I, I agree with everything you guys were saying. Like it's not the most creative thing, but I'm just like hoping in like in my heart that this is going to pay off with a uh, Gable and uh, Benjamin versus Angle and Jordan match. Mm. Like. Like, like that, that that's that that's funny. funny. Like that that needs to happen. If that doesn't happen, then there was like no point in any of this this whole yeah. storyline and these two pairings. That could be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. I'm with you on that. All right, moving along. AJ Styles defending his WWE championship against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in a handicap match. This isn't a triple threat. It's a handicap match. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Don't <laughs> that's know. Great. Yeah. Why? Like that sh- schmaz written all over it. And like, if so, if Zayn and Owens don't win, then what kind of nerds are they? Like, aren't they? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, That's building AJ up for a lot. So, what the hell is going to happen next? 
I don't know. And, like, here's the thing. Like, Sami Zayn put on the list of people they've just not done a thing with. And they've just, like, this thing with Owens is pretty good. But, like, up until that point, like, this is a surefire babyface that they've just, like, shit all over. Yeah. But to me, like, the easy storyline for this would have been Kevin Owens gets, like, a fake injury or something. You know what I mean? He gets out. So then. Well, he is legit injured in real life, though. Oh, he is? Yes. So you have Owens out. And then Sami Zayn versus AJ, that's a good match. Like, right. I'd love that match. I'd watch that match all day long. Yep. And but they... I, I guess... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. So I guess you're going to have Shane come out and do some bullshit in this match, and then... I don't know. I don't even... Like, it's just a weird... It's more weird booking. Like, I, I don't even... I don't care about the outcome of this. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, and I don't care. Yeah. Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, either way, like... I, like, it, nobody's going to come out of this, like, looking better, I think. Like, it, there's just going to be some sort of, you know, some sort of schmaz. And I think that, you know, the three of them are talented enough that it's going to be entertaining. Like, I'm, I've got full confidence in that. But um, who knows? Maybe they surprise us and do something, like, wonderfully creative. I think Styles is going to hold on to the belt. I'm hoping he does. I'm hoping he holds on to it through Mania. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, kind of, kind of a weird kind of a weird match it is yeah it's super weird like when they announced there was a handicap match it's just like well that's not like that's what you do against like j and j security that's what you do against like the sing brothers you don't do that against like two guys that aren't supposed to be losers exactly i don't don't understand it the only i've also never liked handicap matches in general like i don't think i've ever watched a handicap match where like i was like super into it you know yeah, the, the only sense it makes is uh, they start wrestling, they start arguing, uh, Zane and Owens, that is, and it gets turned into a triple threat by Daniel Bryan or Shane, giving that storyline feud a little bit more heat. Yeah, that'd be, that would be good, but the problem is it's too early to, to break up Zane and, and Owens yet, I think, I personally. I think like they're, they're kind of clicking right now. I think it would be too quick to, to go ahead and turn them already. True. A lot of fans are hoping that they win the championship and become the the first dual champions. I mean, that would be really funny. <laughs> that, that, so, like, the, the title now has Freebird rules? That's uh, pretty funny. I mean, nice. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, then the next match, it's the Beast, the Demon, the Monster. Lesnar, Kane, Strowman. <laughs> Yeah, the ridiculous uh, cartoon fucking match for the Universal this Championship. This match is going to be awful and ten minutes long. Like yep. it's going to be so bad. Like Brock's going to be gassed in five minutes. Like it's it's going to be awful. I just yeah. I just hope, I hope Ron does something nutty. Like I hope he like I don't know. I hope he picks up like the stadium or something and throws it on tank and. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I love Braun. Like, Braun yeah. is, is, I would say Braun is the best character they've done in years. Like, mm-hmm. I, he went from a guy that I was like, oh, this guy sucks. And now I'm like, I love him, and I never want him to go away, and I want him <laughs> to have my favorites. Like, I, I think he's just the best. Thank you. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy, yeah. any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, um... I think the match is definitely on Braun's shoulders in terms of like how entertaining entertaining it's going to be. 
it's like it's a throwback to the SummerSlam main event last year that was amazing. But it's like, hey, let's take out Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, who are both very talented, and replace them with Kane. Right. And it's like, yeah. I think that's like that's like subtraction by subtraction by subtraction. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know it it it'll be it could be fun. Uh, I think Lesnar is going to pin Kane and carry the title into Mania because I don't I, I think Strowman is headed to tri- headed for Triple H or Mania Agreed. and you know whatever that does for his career we see how well that worked out for Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns the past couple of years well that uh, means Braun Braun could be known as the King Slayer for like six months <laughs> yeah it's like it's like King of the Ring change you know? all his fucking attire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it'll, it'll be what it'll be but uh yeah I think, I think Lesnar pins Kane I think that's why Kane's there so you can you know somebody can even though they have Lesnar beat Strowman, no problem at a beat oh. pay per view. So who, who, who knows? That oh god, that match was so irritating. There, there's another another example of like Braun's killing him for the entire match, and then you get one fucking uh, F five, yep. and that's it. He gets pinned after one F five. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a break. I think I could take an F five. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I think Michael uh, Cole took an F five and got up later and started announcing. Just like I just I know it's silly because it's it's dumb wrestling or whatever, but just give me a little bit of continuity, like with. Right. You know what I mean? Like all I'm asking for is in that particular instance, give him three F fives. You know what I mean? Give it. You know what I mean? Like then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like you really had to put him down. Yeah. But like you give you give him one after that match, and that doesn't like that just doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's like Okada delivering like three rainmakers in a row because he knows he needs to put Tanahashi away. It's a great example. Or like that match that they just had at Wrestle Kingdom, like there was there was both both of them did their finishers like three times. Like it was crazy and they kept kicking out. And then finally uh Okada like you know, he did that. He gave him like three rainmakers, he did the tombstone, and then it was finally over. Like it's a battle. Like that's the way it should feel. But I, I don't want to be pegged as a New Japan mark, even though I am. I'm a very like I, they're, they're a company to me that simply does everything right all the time, and it's exactly. just like I don't, I don't. You do this, like it's so. It seems so easy. I can't even understand the, what the performers are saying, and I get what they're trying to tell me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We've discussed that several times. Yeah. No, we're we're with you on that. I I absolutely adore New Japan, and it's like I wish, and I think like. You know, going back to NXT a little bit, like, I think that's what I like about NXT because its presentation, it's more like a sport. Like, it feels more, like, I don't want to say serious, but it feels more consistent than WWE does. Like, it feels more like things, and maybe it's because NXT isn't on as much, but, like, takeovers feel like special events, and these matches feel like special events, whereas, like... You know, we've already seen fucking Kane and Strowman and Kane and Lesnar. It's just like, what are they going to do that's going to be special? Probably even, nothing. Yeah, and even the way they present it on Raw, it's like out of nowhere and like 10 minutes of nothing. You're like, what yeah, the fuck? That just happened? Balor versus, you know, whoever? Like on Raw? Like what? Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's all it's all now it's pre- presented, you know? And it seems like such an easy fix. Like all these things seem like such easy fixes. They, they just can't figure out. But anyway. Continue. Um, moving right along, I'm going to give you guys the rundown. It's the women's rumble and then the men's rumble. So, Can I ask you a question real quick before we get into this? Sure. Where do you think these two rumbles are going to be on the card? Like, think, 
Because they're not going to be back to back. I can't imagine. No, no, no. I think the women's rumble is going to open the show or yeah. be like in the first half of the show. Okay. Right. Um, and then the the men's rumble is going to close it out. Okay. Nice. I I was I was hopeful to think that the women's rumble would close it out just to be like groundbreaking, but uh, I think you're right. Uh, women's rumble is like after like a championship match mid card, and then men's, yeah. men's rumble closes it closes it all out. It yeah. would be amazing if the women's match closed it, but it won't. Like I don't think. Yeah, it I would, yeah I'd be all for it. Did, yeah. did have they ever? Did they? Did that? Did that Hell in the Cell with? Uh, Charlotte and Sasha close a pay-per-view or yep. no? Yeah, it, it did. did. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean that was cool. Like it was cool. They had some. The they had some problems in the match, but yeah, the match was pretty good. But in theory, it's cool that they ended the show with it. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, good question. Um, yeah. So here's the rundown on odds on the Las Vegas betting odds. I'm going to give you guys the rundown for what they All think right. the winners will be. So we have Ronda Rousey seven to four odds. I uh, think she already she's already come out and said that she's not going to be there. Yeah, I think she still said, yeah, she said still, in an interview. Still, as of now, as of two hours ago, she's on there. Oscar, well, it is resting, so it could be a swerve. Yeah, Oscar eleven to eight odds. Paige eleven to two odds. Becky Lynch eight to one odds, and then Stephanie McMahon sixteen to one odds. Oh God! If it's Steph- if it, if it's fucking Stephanie, I'm rioting. Like fuck you! Like, yeah. it, <laughs> God. Uh, any thoughts on those? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think. I think it's Oscar. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's Oscar. If it's not Oscar, it's a totally wasted opportunity for it to be Oscar. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm in agreement as well. I'm picking Oscar. I would also like. Personally, as a dark horse, I'm rooting for uh, Nia Jax. Okay. Um, that would be fun. And it'd be something yeah. to do with the character, finally. Because I'm a big Nia Jax fan. I think I think she's great. I think she's picked up a lot of steam recently. But um, I think Asuka's going to take it. Um, but there's going to be something going on with Stephanie. I don't know if she'll be in the Rumble. Something's going to happen. Yeah, well, if yeah, she's being listed, it's, 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 it's odd. Well, isn't she... She's the... Um, She's the ring announcer for this. Okay. She'll be on commentary. Okay. Yeah. And there, there was a great uh, meme that I saw where, like, it's the Simpsons thing where it's like, we have a perfectly good Fallout Boy right here, and it's Stephanie <laughs> talking to uh, talking to Renee Young, and it cuts, and it's Stephanie next to the ring as Renee Young's, like, crying. Like, I mean, what I, I know, like, again, this is something that's well-tread with fans, but, like, does the, do the McMahons need to be in the middle of fucking everything? They like, love I know it, man. Me, but like god damn it's annoying it's they, like a, they think they're a draw being on the sidelines like all the fucking time it's like we get it man you own the place like we 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 understand like give it to some give somebody else a spot I, if steph wins like like if it, it goes like the 30th entrance is stephanie mcmahon and she like gets off commentary and like cleans house it's like god damn it yeah. like if she eliminates oscar i'm never watching wwe again like if that's what, like if it comes into her and Oscar, like fuck everything. Uh, like, yeah, that'll be terrible. Oh my god! But I just hope that we get some fun uh, randoms. Like I mentioned earlier, like Tony Storm. I think she made a huge impact on that that uh, May Young Classic. It'd be cool to see her show up. Some of yeah. the, um, I can't remember the other girl that I really like. The Irish girl that was in there, kind of the big girl. She was great. Like uh, Kyrie Sane. I think some NXT Kyrie people. Sane, 
I think Kyrie would be great. Uh, Peyton Royce obviously yep. would be great. Yeah. Um, Nikki Cross, the aforementioned Nikki Cross would be Yeah, fun. I think they got to bring up some of those because they only have like 19 people listed on the Royal Rumble for the site so far. So I hope they bring back the ghost of Mae Young. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Take a Hurricane Rana. Oh, dude, we totally forgot on Raw 25. They brought back Mark Henry in one of the weirdest segments I've yeah. ever seen. Like, he's talking to the Godfather, and he's like, that's not my hoe, that's my wife. Right. <laughs> uh, he should have been, like, with a hand, too, in the background. Had that, he should, he, Mark Henry should have been had, had the plastic hand, like, as much bigger. And he's like, my plastic hand uh, grew up into a big plastic hand. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very old reference. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, Val Venus without a penis—that have been too. Like, remember twenty-five <laughs> years ago when the the Kai and Tai cut off my dick? Choppy, like, choppy, <laughs> choppy, choppy, pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a racist time in television at all. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Um. So yeah, the men's rumble. Here we go. Uh, it's. Nakamura, six to five odds. Daniel Bryan, nine to two odds. Roman Reigns, seven to two odds. Ziggler, six to one odds. And John Cena, seven to one odds. Interesting. The fact, the fact that Daniel Bryan's on there is like very it's enticing. Alarming. No way. No way. I don't think so either. But man, I would, I would, I would mark out. Oh, I would love it, but I, you know, it's it's weird, and it, and it, it sounds like I, you know, it's funny just going coming off that New Japan thing. But I have a very, I guess I have a very Japanese bias because much like Asuka, I think if Nakamura doesn't win this, it's a huge miss because I think Nakamura needs that that kick in the ass. Like he, his character needs something, and I think this, if he, they give it to Nakamura to win, I think that gives him a huge boost. I. Like I... The, that you don't need to do anything. Like it's like, well, he won the rumble. Like this is a huge reason why he's a star now. I like, love uh, it. But don't you yeah. think this is an opportunity for Vince McMahon to go? Like Oscar wins, Nakamura wins, and he's like, this Japanese mania. This is it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. loved your I, new I, Japan. I, I yeah. I don't know. I, I I you know part of me thinks like Vince McMahon doesn't even know what New Japan is because honestly like. When Jericho showed up in that Alpha Club shirt, I was like, what? Wow, they let him wear that on TV? And I'm like, well, yeah. maybe they just don't even know what the fuck it is. Like, I think that Hunter is very aware. Like, I think the whole reason Nakamura and Asuka are in WWE is because of Hunter. Like, I think he keeps his girls. Yeah. Like, other talent, like, like, uh... Like Seth Rollins watches Japan. There's a reason why Seth Rollins does a sling blade. You know what I right, mean? Right, like, right, right, right. No, I don't know if Vince has any concept of what New Japan is or ROH is or anything like that. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts for the Rumble? Um, I'm taking. I think Finn Balor might win it. Really? I like personally, I yeah, I'm I'm picking Finn Balor as my official pick. I want Nakamura to win for all the reasons that TJ just mentioned. Um, but I think it's something about it. I think, I mean, they've been looking, you know, they, they were going to run with him, um, back when they first introduced the universal title after the brand split. 
Um, I think he's been. I think it's it could be a big feud, um, matching him up against AJ. If he were to switch brands and decide that he wants to feud against him, especially now that Gallows and Anderson are in the mix, I think that could be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm picking. Yeah, I think Finn Balor might do it. I don't know. I think it would be. I would be. I'd be happy if he did. Um, overall, I'm rooting for Knock though. That's nice. It's a good pick. I really like that pick. I never even thought of him, and that would be that would just at the same re- for the same reasons that uh, Nakamura could use this win. Like it would be a huge win for Balor. Like yeah. that would be. Yeah. Her- oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Kobe. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go knock, uh, but I would love to see somebody else. Um, like you said, Balor, that's enticing. Daniel Bryan just being on the list is just like, whoa, well, could that happen? Because it's been a year storyline and like reality wise, since he's been talking about his, uh, renewal or his contract expiring and he's had that feud with the Miz who's hot as hell right now. Um, so that could be a way for them to build a match at mania. Um, but I think if anything, if fucking Daniel Bryan comes back, they're gonna they're gonna put him with Shane McMahon, which would suck. Oh, oh uh, God! But wait. the thing is, though, is that WWE is very, very conscious of concussion issues, and like Daniel Bryan is like one super kick away from putting Bryan. So I don't True. think they're gonna bring him back. I, I would be so surprised if he comes back. True. I think that Daniel Bryan will wrestle again, but I don't think he'll wrestle for WWE again. Like I wouldn't be surprised when his deal goes up. He shows up in a New Japan or an ROH, but I don't think he's ever going to wrestle in WWE. Yeah, it'd be interesting. We'll we'll see this Sunday, um, guys. Thanks again for your time. Um, we're yeah, this was fun. We're about twenty minutes into the pre-show of NXT right now, so we're going to try to pump this out before uh, the actual show comes on. Yeah. Uh, and we'll 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 see everybody then, I guess, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks. And anytime, uh, we'll have you back on again for a bonus episode. We'll talk about your special or not so special wrestling uh, match storyline yeah. event or feud. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. I, I, I look forward to that. Yeah, yep, definitely. Jimmy, take care, cool. brother. All right, you too, you guys. TJ, uh, enjoy, enjoy thank you. This weekend. Yeah, man. You guys too. All yeah. right, guys. All right. See ya. All right. See ya. See ya.